Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It is me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with CB Gold. What's Don't up, guys? Dude. Don't say a word. <laughs> CB, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? We also have the Greg Wilson hey, and Joe the Kid Perez. What's up? Uh, I hope you guys all had a great week. Um, we are sponsored by Tip a Fighter. If you like our podcast and want to show your appreciation, we will gladly accept your tips. Uh, yeah, what I think so. we should do, we have to have some kind of like, if they do tip us, a shout out, like a thank you, yeah. uh, a mention on the show. You got to mention on the show. You How about this? Anyone, anyone who tips more than 50, if you tip like, let's say $40. Adam will blow you. Yeah, you get a free, <laughs> you get an MMA roasted t-shirt or something, right? Yeah, you tip more than $40, you get an MMA roasted t-shirt. That's signed by, uh, signed by us. Signed by the whole crew. Yes, uh, but they can't be in Australia. Because or, 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 uh, shipping, shipping is $1,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Within the continental, you like, outside the, of that, it's got to be over $100. Plus, yeah. they have to pay it, plus they have to pay at customs when it gets there. Do they really? They have to pay an extra, like, it's depending on how much you declare on the slip. They have to pay like a customs fee when they pick it up because there's been stuff that I've seen from friends that have shipped to different countries and it's like $25 worth of shit. But then when they get it, they have to pay like $125. Uh, it's, it's so stupid. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a great week. ship tattooed? <laughs> Cut the skin That's because he's shipping bodies. He, yeah, he, he's shipping actual body. But I was going to say, he's shipping like, like lockets of pubes. You know what? They've never cut open the barrels, okay? So... <laughs> Uh, I just got back from Iowa yesterday. I had a great time in Iowa. Yeah, it looked like they really loved you up there. I had a, a blast. I did my per- first show was in uh, Dubuque, right at this theater, uh, which was nice. Actually, it was a packed theater, and they had come out every Wednesday. And was it one of those packed theaters where you're like, "Yeah, I'm not getting paid enough for this many. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone's making a fucking fortune on me right now." It was it was packed. It was a packed theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm on stage, and I'm doing I'm doing having a great set, having fun, and then some guy. I'm like. Uh, I'm like it was an older. I thought it was an older woman. I'm like, hey, oh, uh, nice. why are you? That's I'm like, done. I'm like, who are you with? And then she was like, my 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 grandkids. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you, you guys brought your your grandma out of the show. And then uh, she was like, grandma, I'm the grandpa. And, and then I was like, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sorry, it's uh, Caitlyn Senior. I, I was trying to make it funny. That's nice. Yeah, Good yeah, reference. Yeah. So that was that was pretty funny. You always have the best stories from your comedy <laughs> shows. Like I literally every one of them is thoroughly entertaining. <laughs> That well, was cool. No, nobody fucks up more. <laughs> I would bring back stories of my shows, but I'm so hammered I never remember them. <laughs> it was funny uh, because I got a sta- I kept getting I got three standing ovations for three shows, but it was always like four people stood up. Right, you know, which is yeah. and it's like, come on, you know what it is? I think people like the idea of a standing ovation because people go to live entertainment so rarely. Yeah, particularly seated theatrical style live entertainment. Like nobody stands up to applaud a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that's what people are trained to do. Like if someone applauds at a movie, it's fucking weird. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they 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 don't realize that 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 a great performance deserves a standing ovation. That's the bonus. That's yeah, the, man, you fucking really did something up there. And I think people are just so out of. Uh, the, the concept that it just doesn't cross her mind. Right. No, it was, it was funny. And then Cedar Rapids was funny, too, because I did that sh- a joke where I go, you know, that girl gave me a foot job and I ended up getting athlete stick. <laughs> and then some lady was like, athlete stick, you could really get that. That's a real thing. And I was like, no, it's not. These are, this is a comedy club. I actually posted the video on jokes, YouTube. People. Oh, this is the, one, yeah. the video you posted. And then, I liked it without watching it. I already knew it would be good. But then she kept, <laughs> I, I figured that, then, then she kept, throughout the whole show, like, I was talking 
talking about, I did a joke about orgasm. She's like, my husband gives me orgasm by just kissing me. Uh, I was like, well, well, you need to get out more. Uh, <laughs> And then I'm like, uh, and let me see. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, uh, we need to wash your chair because probably buckets of water right now. <laughs> was, it, it was that was really fun too. I had a, had a really good time in Iowa. Uh, so that that was cool. Um, how was your weekend, Greg? Uh, it was great. I went up to Vegas. Did two shows in Vegas. Um, they were good shows. They weren't incredible shows. Uh, I mean, you know, they don't know the difference. I know the difference. Right. You know, to them, they're like, yeah, yeah. but to me, I didn't. You know what it was? I felt a little. Here's the thing. Okay, here's what happened. Okay, Thursday night, start of the NFL season. You know, I'm also a huge yeah. NFL fan. Uh, so I got hammered during the NFL game. Right. And, and then I ate a pint of ice cream. Okay. Okay, so I'm like, okay, you better go to the gym tomorrow because right. you're a whole fucking pint of ice cream. But you got to go before you hit the road. And I had an audition at 11. So I got up and I went at 7.30 in the morning. I went to the gym. Okay. Now... The show is the first show's at nine. The second show starts at twelve thirty in the morning. So I was worried about getting tired, even though I got a little nap in. I was worried about being tired and dragging ass. So I drank some Red Bull, which I don't normally do before shows. Right. And, and normally I only drink like a quarter of a can because it gets me too. But I felt like I was a little accelerated. Right. You know what I mean? To where my pacing and my comfort level isn't. But where that it also that show is. could be rough because. As a twelve, it starts at twelve thirty. There's, there's like homeless people in the crowd well, sometimes. And that's the thing. And like before, I've been so tired and sleepy that I was way off my game. Yeah. So I was like, this time I'm going to be fucking awake. And instead, I was a little jazzed up, and I felt like my timing was kind of effective. But there's still great shows. But sometimes like, that twelve thirty show, they put on like eight comics before well, that was you. The other thing, exactly. By the time I go on, it's two thirty in the morning. Yeah, two thirty in the morning. Yeah, it really so is. It's super fun. I finished at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, and anybody that gets up like for work, I mean, at eight o'clock or nine o'clock, you're up at two thirty watching comedy. That could that could be rough. I mean, yeah. I, I, have, I have a good time there too, but it's like you have to know. So I just I was a little upset. About, I felt like I was a little over, a little too jazzed up. Yeah, but uh, but overall, it was a lot of time. But fucking drank a shit ton of alcohol. I got fucking hammered. I actually had a really great time. I've been having some know. funny features recently. This one, I mean, this, this, this one feature. Uh, I'm not going to say where it was, but uh, it was a black comic. I love, I love it. They did good, but I'm going to give him no credit. <laughs> I no, don't want anybody no, to look him up. No, 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 no. I mean, like, for, not, not funny as in, like, the crowd was funny. I'm like, funny, like, ridiculous. It's like, oh, okay. So this now guy, I get what you're saying. So You've this, had weird... So this guy, the, yeah, there was one comic on stage. He, he goes, he's a black comic, and he's like, yo, yeah, he goes... Uh, I gotta get out of here because they don't let me headline and say I'm not, I'm not funny enough. Like this is right. what, this like, is what like, he's telling the crowd. Right. So they're already gonna judge me based on that, right? Or not? And then he kept saying, "You racist." And then he kept saying, "Are you guys having fun?" And he kept like, let let, 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 let let the crowd let you know that they're having fun. Yeah. You don't have to ask the crowd. You guys are having fun. But then he kept, and then he kept going. All right, I'm out of here. I, I have to leave because he wanted the crowd to go. Oh no, don't right, say. Totally, he's trying to bait the crowd. No more. And then he was They'd like, like right. I hope everyone's watching. Yeah. And then he was like, stay for the comic though. He's pretty funny. He's got some credits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Can I tell you something? This is the problem with not bringing your own feature, and I run into this a lot too because I'm not a celebrity comic. Like I get to headline, but I'm one of those weeks that the booker can bring in some guys he wants to yeah. feature. I'm that guy, and so they saddle me with these guys. And yes, they always have this attitude of you know I guess I got to prove something still to the club, and yeah, here yeah. comes this guy. And then of course you and I do what we do, which is go up there and immediately crush. So hard that they forget about that guy completely. Right. And about 10 minutes in, I like to shoot him a glance like, who are you? Yeah. you know? <laughs> like, just remember where you are, okay? There's a reason they flew me in. Right. Okay? You don't just wake up and do this. Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I had to deal with recently. And then, or, or you know, 
the worst is like the features always like, hey man, do you mind if I sell stuff? And I'm always gonna say sure. I know how Me hard too. it is as a feature to sell stuff. Some headliners say no, don't sell stuff. I'm like whatever, sell whatever you want. Yeah. But uh, a couple times I had features like they go, can I sell a T-shirt or a CD? Sure. Then they go up there and they go, hey, you know, I just got back from Iraq performing for the troops, and right, right. and I'm giving a, a good portion of this money from my CD to Bullshit. you know to families whose husbands got blown up in the war. And then and then I go up there trying to sell my stuff, and right. if I and if I don't do that, crowd's like, oh, you're an asshole. Yeah, because you're just helping you and this guy. The other guy was saving the world. And right. you're like, oh, come on. Don't. Or they give him the old, you know, we don't get paid much. We're not the headliners, so everything you buy really helps me. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. I need that. They're yeah. not paying me that much either, motherfucker. Yeah, that's yeah. no. The, the worst is when they don't ask. Yeah, that's the thing. There's this one guy that they saddled me with in Vegas quite a bit, and that's the thing. The guy that's usually your feature is the guy that he's like one of the better guys locally, so he thinks he's a fucking yeah, big dog. So they, this guy in Vegas, they keep saddling me with him, and this guy he. He has one great routine, and it's a great routine. It's very fucking funny, but it's nothing that you know that. Uh, oh, so, but he always he doesn't ask if he can sell merch, and then like the crowd will be coming out and I'll have mine set up, and he'll then come and stand in front of me between me and the crowd holding his fucking shirt. Oh, uh, I and I was like, dude, okay, now you're pissing me the fuck off. Did you say something to him? Yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of my way. First of all, you didn't ask. Yeah. You know, you at least have to ask. I should tell you not to sell now. Why do you have to ask? Because feature. Because the headliner is the headliner and Mm -hmm. you're the feature. And especially if it's not your guy, Mm -hmm. then it's a matter of respect. It's a matter of respect saying, hey, let me. Because we never say no. Some comics, I know comics that do say no. But there are headliners that say no. And of course, and if you ask the club, the club will say, ask the headliner. Right. And if the headliner says no, you can't fucking sell. Yeah. You know, which I which I, personally as a headliner, go ahead. But when they do jump, do. but when they but yes. when they do, you know, I have my merchandise. I, I, I like sell my T-shirts. It is what it is. But then you do get these over aggressive features that jump in front of people and yell at them while they're leaving, like buy a T-shirt. Yeah, buy. Totally. And then the like crowd carnival bark. And then the crowd leaves angry or feeling like like they just they owe them something. And then they associate your show with a negative feeling while leaving. So it's not, it's not a good thing because the people... That, just, and honestly, you can go to the management and say, I don't like this guy. Get me a new feature for tomorrow. Yeah. Which, which I've, I've heard many, many stories of comics that do that. Yeah. Which I don't like doing, because, but, but it is, it's always funny because I always, I get a lot of, like, whenever like, a black feature says, hey man, any jokes you don't want to do? I'm always like, yeah, no black jokes. Just, just to see the look on, like, just to see the look on their face. They're like, oh, really? I'm like, no man, do whatever you want. Yeah. But, but, but like, I just like to fuck with them. So anyway, uh, the fights. First of all, before we get to the UFC fights, which we have plenty of opinions about, I do want to say the Titan FC fight. Okay, on Friday night, Andre Harrison put on an amazing fight. Dre the Bull, he's 13-0, and he's a badass fighter, and he normally wins all his fights just by lay and pray, kind of boring decision, which I don't blame him, okay? When those first couple fights, just get the win. But he was tested. This kid he fought uh, had him almost beat in the fourth. They almost stopped the fight. He came back in the fifth and looked like a world beater and put on a great fight. So Alessandro Bezerra? Yeah, who's a good fighter, the guy he fought. (laughs) And he almost had him out. It was one of those things. He really got tested in that fight. So uh, I didn't know, you know, a lot of times you see these undefeated guys, you go, yeah, they're good, but how will they react when they're tested? And uh, he passed with flying colors because he was almost out. The fight was almost stopped. Now... Uh, my thoughts on the CM Punk fight. I, I have, I have mixed feelings about this. Were you surprised? 
Uh, no. no. I, I was Number one, I wasn't surprised. Number two, I had won money on it. I hope he fights every week because I will bet against him every single week. Uh, like I said on Twitter, this guy has worse stand-up than Colin Kaepernick. Uh, CM Punk. He, wasn't, he was very inspiring. Inspired me to never or go Daniel near Trump. the octagon. Okay? Just, but, however, so CM Punk, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn because on one hand, look, the guy took a risk. Uh, the guy said, I want to become a fighter. In two years, he got in the octagon. He got paid $500,000, at least not including whatever he got in the pay-per-view and the bonuses. And, and the reality TV show they shot around it. The reality TV show. And he, you know, and he went for his dreams. His dream is to become a fighter. And you can't shit on a guy for taking a chance. I mean, there are times that I'm like, there are things that I, I would like to do that I'm scared to do in my life. And, you know, and, and he, he went out and did like, it. Like what, uh, an Asian hooker? Uh, no, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, like for example, uh, uh, like getting into an octagon, like having a fight. I've always yeah. thought, well, you know, hey, I would like to get into a fight. Like a, a, like a, like a real a, fight. Like a, a lower level, like, yeah. a, you know, a fight and see how like my wrestling. casino. One of those things. Right. I've always thought, oh, man, how would that be cool? That would be kind of cool. I always wanted to do that. So there are things that I'm like, okay, you know, he's, you know, CM Punk. At the same time, here's, what, here's my problem with it. Number one, he didn't earn it. Okay, he didn't earn that title. It's the same thing when, you know, like Steve-O became a headliner or you get yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. that become headliners and just jump into the comedy scene that with no actual credits. And, and, or and, act. Or act. And then and pick up a half a million dollar paycheck for it. Uh, and he just did it. He was, it was the privileged at, at its finest. Uh, he, it, but it's based on the exact same thing, which is the power of celebrity. Celebrity. Celebrity sells tickets. Twitter followers. If you're a draw, mm-hmm. you fucking win. Twitter followers. I, I mean, and the issue is... Is, it's it, the, the blame goes also on the UFC for accepting this. Well, didn't the, Dana ask him to do it? Yeah, but the UFC should ha- it should be like the NFL. Uh, no matter how many Twitter followers you have, okay, I'm sorry, but Kim Kardashian cannot be the quarterback for the Raiders next week, okay? <laughs> Regardless if people are going to watch it or not, okay? You ca- it shouldn't go by that. Yeah, but by the same token, without the CM Punk fight, that's a fucking Fox fight night. That's not. That, does it, well, then you know, not a pay per view well, event without they, that. Okay, but there are guys they could have put on that pay-per-view event that would have made it very a very big event. Uh, you know, they could have put Frankie Edgar versus uh, Max Holloway on that event and a couple other guys. I don't know if that would have made it a pay-per-view event either. I, I whatever. That's that's a separate issue. You didn't need I don't think you needed CM Punk. But I think it demonstrates make, the value of why they're like, "Yes, right to the front, sir," cuz because it's going to sell. I get it, but that's a bad precedent. You don't see the Lakers doing it. You don't see the uh, NBA doing it. You don't see well, the those golf are doing it. Legitimate sports. So the UFC was sold for 4.1 billion dollars. <laughs> right. 4.1 billion. There's, I don't think they're really hurting when it comes to eyeballs. This is not 1994, okay? They're not on, you know, this is not King of the Cage pay-per-view uh, uh, where you have to go and find shit. It's not that, okay? Well, plus the fact that, like, on the reverse side of things, which is comparing wrestling to fighting, it's like you, you're not, like, all of a sudden, you know, like a guy like Matt Riddle who was in the UFC, he was on the Ultimate Fighter, decent fighter, and he's like, I want to be a pro wrestler. Vince McMahon didn't call him and was like, here, Come try your first match here. No, he has to go through the indies, and he has to go to make you know three hundred dollars a night. Yeah, but Vince McMahon did put Floyd Mayweather in against the Big Show. But so Floyd Mayweather, he was already an incredibly established. And name, CM and Punk was a, a very established match. wrestler. So there, 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 there's the argument but there. You're going from well, real the to second, fame. okay, but the second they sold it, okay, it became about profit. And okay, that's all it became about. No, okay, now, barring what happened, okay, 
You saw what was going to happen. CM Punk had an awful game plan for to, for what? to run. What to, you say? There was a game to plan? run at Mickey Gall. I understand. He goes. I read, I saw the post press conference. We didn't know how he responded to pressure. It was put pressure on him. Okay, but there's still like getting into a fighting stance. Winding uh, <laughs> up to SoCal to land a punch in yeah, Chicago. There's there's like, I mean, takedown defense. There's sprawls. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Do I think I could have done better? Yes, I, I honestly think I could have done better than CM Punk in that fight. I think you. Uh, could Beat I think CM Punk today. No, you could have defended that takedown at least. I would have defended the takedown. It was a funny thing though, because he went for it, it was so he baited him right off the bat. He made him look like an amateur right off the bat, baited him with a fake overhand left, and then went right for the takedown. It was unbelievable. I mean, Mickey Gall, I give him a lot of credit. He's going to come on the show Thursday. But look, uh, Mickey Gall. Now that being said, it was entertaining. Uh, I was entertained. I. I did like seeing him learn a lesson, uh, but at the same time, somebody on the underground said, I felt like I was watching a midlife guy uh, hit home runs off Goose Gossage for his fantasy baseball camp or something, which is, <laughs> right, right. Which is what this was. And you, I understand you have, you have goals in life, but, but did he really reach a goal? I mean, yeah, was that, he didn't actually le- – he, he skipped 35 steps in the process. He didn't go have an amateur fight. And, the Robin, oh, that's and, what he learned. and Robin Black did a great breakdown of it. Of, it he, he, he equated it to the people from American Idol – who, who, who all of a sudden want to jump to superstardom but not have to actually pay the price, I think it's even worse than that because he got paid half a million dollars. He didn't just try out. If he would have tried out for the Ultimate Fighter, I'd have more respect for that. Right, right, you know? right. Try out for the Ultimate and Fighter. his way through those guys. And yeah. Learn uh, some shit. Learn some shit. That's kind of what Kimbo Slice did, okay? Verse, um, or at least attempted to do after he had gotten things. Uh, CM Punk says, I'm not done with fighting. And he should be done. I'm sorry, dude. It's not – you're not going to ever be an elite fighter. It's too late, and you're going to get hurt. And I know you said this is the second greatest day of your life. I have to question how bad your life is. <laughs> <laughs> Where this is the second best day of your fucking life. You got the shit beaten out of you yeah. for three minutes and, and, and followed a terror – and had no game plan and had two years to prepare. And I understand you got to make the walk and you think you're a fighter, but, but it's, to me, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't impressed – Yet I am torn because I do respect the fact that he did go for it. Greg. Watching those guys not know what to do with their legs is both the funniest and most telling part of all these fights. Same with James Tony. Remember Tony came in and they took him down and his legs are just stuck yeah. out there because they don't know what to do. People are comparing to James Tony and I think it's an unfair comparison because James Tony fought Randy Couture. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Randy Couture is not Mickey Gall. Yeah. Uh, no disrespect to Mickey never, Gall. There will never be a comparison like that. Uh, and moment. also, you know, Randy Couture actually was nervous about, about uh, the power, the power and the boxing, whereas CM Punk could have fought with one hand. Mickey Gall could have had one hand and still yeah. beaten CM Punk. Both hands. And uh, I did love that opening where he just faked him out immediately. And just to, like he did, he, was, he had decided, I'm not even going to fuck with this guy. I'm just going to. Just ruin it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he knew he had him beat so bad. It, it must have been tempting to want to dance around and take a couple shots and stuff and just enjoy it for a minute. He was like, fuck no. I'm not even going to let him breathe. I'm just going to fake him, take him down, and ruin his life. Brown belt versus white belt. It was really just, I mean, it was, it was both gorgeous and hilarious at the same time. Yeah. At, at the same oh, th- although, you have to admit, Mickey Gall, most aggressive peace and love statement of all time. <laughs> fuck the hate. Fuck it. Like, like, no, the, and people, he turned off a lot of people, but whatever, man. No, Pro- I liked what he props said. Props to Mickey Gall. And uh, you know what? 
against Sage Northcutt. It'll oh, be, I love that. It'll be a much more competitive fight based wanna, on Sage's karate. I want to knock it, the spikes off his hair. Is that what he's saying? But I think he beats Sage Northcutt, too. Although Northcutt's 55 and uh, Mickey's 170, so I don't know if that fight will ever get made. I think two of the things that were really funny to me was, like you said, coming out first, CM winded a punch up like all the way. His elbow almost touched his bag. And then as he goes to throw it, he had so much into it that even his body came forward. So when Mickey grabbed his legs, it wasn't like a takedown where he was leaning back. He was all the way bent forward because he was so into the punch that he just got taken. And then when he was in bottom side control, Mickey was on top of him trying to get mount. He literally is dolphin kicking his legs like... Dude, you, what are you doing? Yeah, like he's just you, kicking, you would have the same then, thing. And then, he, and, <laughs> and then he's trying to stick his toes in the cage, and the ref's like, no, you can't do that. And then he's still kicking, and it's like, I, what am I watching? You were but, watching an amateur well, fight a, 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 a pro with, with potential. Uh, and, you, you know, look, CM Punk, if he was 20 years old, uh, it would be a different story. If he was 25, if he was 30, but he's almost 40 years old. And, you know, granted, he's probably going to fight in Bellator. I think Bellator will sign him. Uh, I bet he made. They're not going to give him five hundred thousand dollars, but they'll sign him, and people will watch it. Well, Dana said he's he sh- his next fight shouldn't be in the UFC. It shouldn't. And he it's it, okay, one and done. Like, dude, you embarrassed yourself. And but and, if he does really want to fight, well, then he'll find somewhere to fight. He'll yeah. go to Titan. He'll go to somewhere. You know, Commerce Casino. And <laughs> but I mean, he'll find. You King know, if he cage. really does want to fight. See, and that's what you'll find out. Or does he... Because here's the thing, and this is the interesting, strange commentary that my fiancé said, because they were saying, you know, he's used to the big lights, you know, and, and Mickey Gall isn't. That might have something to do with it. And she goes, well, you know, but because he's never done this, is he going to get caught up in enjoying the spotlight more than being focused on the fight? And sure enough, when CM Punk came out, I was thinking he would be really focused on the fight. But he seemed really to be enjoying the spotlight. Oh, he loved it. Completely. And the second I saw that, I was like, fuck, Summer, you're right. This guy isn't thinking about the fight. He's thinking he's walking into SummerSlam. And you could see him fighting his urge to fucking dance around, (laughs) fucking throw up some X's or some shit. You know, he was fighting that urge, trying to take it seriously until he got beat the fuck up. He would would embarrass himself if he did what he normally did on the way to the ring. Because he usually got down on one knee and went, it's clobbering time. Right. (laughs) Shit was so funny. But you could see that that showman in him wanting to come out. He was enjoying the the people and the vibe. I I expected him to be like, no, this is different. I need to focus on... I expected a somber, serious focus CM Punk, but you could see the showman in him just spilling out. And I was like... And the second I saw it, I was like, Summer, you're fucking right. He isn't focused... He doesn't even know what's about to happen to him. And he was in the ring for two decades, so every night when he came out, it was that spectacle of, like, everybody's looking at you because it doesn't matter who anybody else is. And it was just... It was thoroughly entertaining. And even WWE, there were certain wrestlers that kind of tweeted him after and said, you're a warrior, like, we're proud of you. And then you got the head honchos. There's a bunch of memes of Triple H and Vince just laughing. And the only thing I will say was I got a little upset with Daniel Cormier because during the weigh-ins, he was like, this guy, he loves the spotlight. He knows his shit. He main evented WrestleMania. I'm like, no, he didn't. And that's why he left WWE to come do this. He didn't main event WrestleMania. But I think he feels like this was his WrestleMania, except the script didn't go the same way. No, I just can't believe his coaches didn't tell him, 
Look, man, you're, you're going to get your ass kicked. I mean, as a, as a coach myself, like, you know how good your kids are. But you can't tell them yeah, that. Yes, you can. Really? And, you, you, honestly, you, you have to be honest with somebody. When it comes to, like you're a bad coach. No, when it comes to fighting, when it comes <laughs> to fighting. Good. You're going to get beat today, but I want you to try hard. <laughs> no, you, could, you could say, look, I'm sorry, but I, I, I don't think you're ready. And that's what they should have said. No way. Too much money on the line. They'd already said that like three times. <laughs> it was time. They, I don't know, man. You're I, as ready as you're going to be. They, the coach has got a huge payday, though. Yeah, they're that, getting like 10%. So. so we're going to call Mike Pyle right now, uh, one of my favorite people. Uh, Is that hold the on. only fight we're going to discuss from that? No, no. We're going to go to Mike Pyle. I told you it wouldn't have been a pay-per-view. No, that. no, no. Then we're going to talk about... <laughs> we didn't talk about any of We're going to talk about that after Pyle. Relax. We got we got the whole podcast. <laughs> So other fights on this, uh, hmm. Stipe Miocic versus Overeem. Uh, that fight went exactly how I actually won my third parlay in a row. By the way, good work. Uh, third parlay. I knew you were going to, and I'm glad you did. I'm watching the fights, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, Adam, I hope he plays that bet. Yeah. I'm gonna win his way. I mean, I'm I'm still kind of being uh, frugal. Like fifty bucks won me two hundred, but so yeah. As, 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 Stay frugal. The second you go hard is the second you lose again. Yeah. It's going to be like, so this is what I really believe. So I put $1,000 down. And of course. A part of me wanted to put my, all my money on Mickey Gall. And you, you, you would have made a quarter. If I would have put all the money and you, you went a quarter of your money back on that one guy. I mean, that, that fight was the easiest one to pick in the world. And people at his, sport, at his gym were telling me like, uh. Yeah, but it was a mystery. I mean, we say that now. Now it seems obvious. But, what, but both sides were a mystery. It was a complete, how good CM Punk had developed was a mystery. And how developed Mickey Gall really was was a mystery. And the fact of the matter is, if Mickey Gall had come out and decided to like have fun with it for a minute, he might have gotten caught. And it might have been the biggest surprise in fun. I mean, so. So I, I don't I don't see what that idea as being a wise decision before that fight. Too many mysteries. Too, a lot of mysteries. Uh, Overeem, look, I like Overeem. He's great to watch. I do think he is the classic, uh, for lack of a better term, bully in a fight where as soon as he starts losing and people start fighting back, he doesn't respond well. He's great at the initial pummeling. If he can get to you first and hurt you, you're done. The guy, the guy hits like a fucking... He guy's a monster. But... He doesn't like being pressured back, and we saw that in, in, the, in the Travis Brown fight. We saw that in the Ben Rothwell fight. Now we saw it in the Stipe fight. If you can weather the Bigfoot fight, if you can weather the storm, you can beat him. Now that's a big if because the dude throws monsters. But Stipe Miocic, uh, hats off to him. Great guy, great champion. And he did catch him that one time early. He, yeah. Or twice, actually. He stunned Stipe, and they were like, he, he isn't sure where he's at right yeah. now. So there, there was a moment there when he almost knocked him out in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but he tapped to the guillotine. <laughs> yeah, he did see an imaginary tap. Which was... Uh, oh, yeah, that was the other thing. He tapped the ref, didn't see it. He's like, all right, well, let's look at that right now. <laughs> and I love it. And then afterwards, he's like, I didn't see it. Uh, where was it? Should we do like, it well, again? Maybe I, maybe I didn't see it. He's like, well, let's watch it again. Let's make sure. And it did feel very Maury Povich of You're Not the Father. Yeah. It did feel that very revealed. All right, so we're going to call Mike Pyle right now. Hello, Mike, P- Mike Pyle. This is he. How's it going, man? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Oh, right on. Hello, everyone. It's good, to, good to hear hey, from you. Hello. Last time I saw you, I invited you to my comedy show, and you heckled that me. correct. You heckled me. Uh, you were laughing way too hard, uh, obnoxiously, and uh, okay. trying to make your friends all laugh. 
Uh, I got really annoyed, but because it's you and you're my friend, I let it. I like let it go, and because you can kick my ass. Okay, and and uh, you know, uh, just so everyone knows, I did I did text you and uh, apologize. You did somewhat. You, you did text me and apologize. That that is true. I accepted your apology. Being uh, being, I know you're a great a damn guy. Jack, a damn Jack Daniels, man. That was Jack Daniels <laughs> talking. By the way, that wasn't even me. You were a little drunk. You were with, you were you were with your I'm hot with you. your, your your beautiful European wife. Uh, where, yep. where now? Where's she from? Like Kosovo or something? Siberia. Siberia. Wow. No, oh, she's smoking hot. Uh, Mike got her online. And incredibly yeah. limited options. Yeah, very limited so, options. Yes. It was like between him and a saber tooth. Well, well, but, <laughs> well, back where she back where she's from, the mullet is still in. <laughs> so that's why. Uh, so, Pyle, how are you, man? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just doing lots of, lots of shows, uh, working hard, getting married in, in June. What? Whoa, 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 back up. You're doing lots of shows? Yeah, yeah, lots of, yeah, lots of, <laughs> yeah, doing a lot of shows. You're getting married. And I'm getting married, yep, in June. I'll be damned. Awesome, dude. Oh, thanks, man. I, I, I appreciate and Happy I'm, for you. And I'm off the crutches. Yes, goddamn, then things were annoying. <laughs> yeah, he was heckling me. He, he, I'm on stage and all of a sudden I hear, and, but those crutches, though. <laughs> <laughs> I told him not to do oh, it on them crutches. It was terrible seeing you in such a predicament, you know, just being all wrapped up and on your crutches, looking so helpless and feeble and not being funny. It was, <laughs> it was, a, bad, it was, wow. it was a bad sight to see as a friend. Shots fired. Shots as fired. As a friend. Uh, thank you. As a friend. I was concerned for you. Oh, well, thank you so very I thought much, I could man. Help you to get you to get your spirits up. Oh, <laughs> You're getting roasted. Yeah, thank you. Very, this is great. Thank you very much. Now, uh, now, Pyle, <laughs> uh, do you have any fights coming up? Uh, I'm uh, I'm sniffing around for a uh, December fight. And who do you want to fight? Uh don't give a shit. Let's fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're an OG legend. Is there anyone you're expecting them to pair you with? Do you see it going a certain way? Nah, not really. I mean, there's so many people on the roster, dude. It, you, you could think one thing, and it'd be the complete opposite. So, um, yeah, just just whomever. Let's let's do it, man. Let's fight. How about CM Punk? <laughs> Jesus, no, a fight. That 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 pussy that that pussy that pussy doesn't even deserve to be in a gym. I mean, I mean, where did you th- I mean, I mean, where did you think of that whole thing? I think it's a circus act. I think that it is, uh, it, you know, I'm, and I'm sure, you know, on paper, however they negotiated his pay is well, well over any veteran that's in UFC right now. And I think it's disrespectful. I think it's, uh, I think it's a bunch of horse shit. And uh, I hope they got their money's worth out of it. I mean, that so- was fucking embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, they said he got five hundred thousand dollars that they reported so far just for the fight. Yeah, Long- exactly. I mean, it's uh, that's a that's a that's slap in the face to every hard working, uh, you know, UFC vet that's you know that's in there grinding and uh, you know trying to be somebody, and then this, and then this uh, fucking Yahoo walks in off the street from WWE, and you know, and gets a half a mil that they're saying he's getting to get his ass beaten on, you know, in two fucking minutes by a kid. 
I mean, did you see any potential in him? <laughs> in, in who? In, in CM Punk? Yeah, I see potential in him to uh, to uh, go back to WWE or whatever the hell that shit is he does and pretend fight because he's not a fighter. He doesn't belong there. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. That, I understand exactly what you're saying, especially a guy like you who fought Rampage in your first fight ever. Uh, outside, you gave up 80 pounds to, to Rampage. You know, 80 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a guy who fought everybody. Who, I mean, now you're, I mean, you're 40, 40 you're, right now you're 62 years old and you're still fighting, kicking yeah. around. I, I totally understand where you're coming from, man. I mean, you are, you are a grizzled vet and, uh, and a great fighter, and a great guy, and, and that is annoying. Uh, that, that, that is frustrating. I, I, I would totally, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've been working hard, you know, all your life with, the, you know, uh, working hard in the gym and, you know, basically, you know, just for pennies. And uh, then this guy comes along, you know, who was, uh, who apparently obviously is not an athlete, never threw a punch in his entire life, um, never wrestled, never did anything. At least, at least Brock Lesnar knows how to compete and has competed and is a competitor, you know? Yeah. And when he came over, he was able to do, he was able to do some shit because he was an athlete and he's a competitor. You get MC Dunk who comes in, you know, and shits the bed and looks, looks like he's 60. I, I mean, what the, what the fuck? I love Pyle. Pyle tells it like it is, man. Talk about a guy keeping it real. That's how they are in Tennessee. They just they, they fucking they fucking keep well, it real. Drunk out of his mind on moonshine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, where did you think of uh, what happened with Verdum uh, after the fight in Overeem, where Verdum kicked Edmund? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. I mean, not Overeem, uh, Verdum and, uh, and uh, Travis Brown. Yeah, that 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 that's funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the beef is or whatever, but um, I mean, he didn't do nothing. He just kind of push kicked him, so I'm sure he'll get in a little bit of trouble, but he'll be fine. I thought it was funny. I thought it was entertaining. <laughs> There's no fine. They're not going to find. They're not going to find him. Now it now it does Apparently seem he just did what everybody else wanted. Now it does. To do this now it does seem though, like a guy like Edmund, you know, Shayna Baszler, Owen two in his gym. Jessman Duke, 0-2. I knew this was going to come. Ronda Rousey, you know, he tells her to box against Holly Holm, and then she ends up, you know, whatever made her special, she ends up losing in that fight. Travis Brown's now 1-3. Uh, why are people still going to this guy as a trainer? <laughs> um, you know what? I have no idea. Um, I, I can see probably why Brown is, because, you know, her, he, he and... Uh, and uh, Rhonda, you know, are together, so it kind of makes sense, you know. Maybe they live together, and it's just easier for him just to, you know, go down to that gym, and and that coach is in his ear a lot about what he can do for him and how he can help him, you know, whatever. Uh, you know what? I don't know. Um, so you think he's going to take it out on Rhonda? Always, a lot of times, it's, it's not always the coach's fault. You know, you could be, you could go to one of the best coaches ever. I could go and pick up Freddie Roach and fucking uh, hit mitts with him all damn day long and, and listen to him and go out and shit to bed. You know, and that's, that, that, that's somewhat of a reflection on, on your coach, but at the end of the day, man, that's you in there. you got to put it together. And Was he listening to anything that the coaches told him? I don't know. Did he do the game plan the coaches told him? I don't know. What? You know, 
I don't look at it as a reflection on the coaches as much as I do the fighter. Yes and no. I mean, he was yelling like, "Hey, motherfucker!" Kick it. I mean, he was just—it just seemed like it, uh, not the greatest coach. I mean, but you being a coach, I mean, what you did with Roxanne Modafferi, you and John Wood, I mean, th- there was a girl that was on, like on a six-fight losing streak. She go- she goes to your gym. She's now won, I think, six out of seven fights, and is up for the yeah. championship. I mean, she's looking like a world beater. So I think a lot of yeah. times it, it is the coaches. I, Oh, yeah, it is. It, it definitely, there is. There's a reflection on that for, for sure. But uh, not always, is all I'm saying. And I'm not responsible for, for uh, Roxy's uh, accomplishments um, or turnaround at all. I just, I just trained here. So John, John, you know, John's been working with her exclusively for a while now. So, you know, he's, he gets all the credit for that. I, I don't. I'm not a coach. Well, John doesn't get enough credit. I mean, you hear the same guys get a lot of credit, and uh, John's does a. Re- I mean, he did a great job at Roxy. Holy yep. shit! Uh, yep. She's fighting in two weeks, by the way, for the Invicta Championship against uh, Maya. Yep. Right? Uh, it should be a good fight. I hope Roxy wins. Um, yeah. So, but but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That was a. Uh, that was. It's weird though, because Travis Brown. I remember when he was probably the most feared heavyweight out there. A couple of years ago, yep. everybody was like Travis Brown. Motherfuckers out. Knocking, and now, I mean, Verdun yep. was doing somersaults in front of him, <laughs> fucking drop kicking him. Dude, he did the Luke Hang flying sidekick. I, I mean, oh, yeah, Kombat. that was the greatest opening sidekick. <laughs> he would have knocked him out. That would have been the craziest Dude, that, thing that ever. Was that awesome. was great. I mean, it'd have been more. It'd have been even better if he would have just knocked him out with that. That would have been just badass. Oh, it would have been great. Awesome. But I mean, but he was showing Brown no respect. I mean, no nope. respect. He was not worried about him at all. No. And, uh, you know, and that was, the, that was the same attitude that got him knocked out the last fight, you know. Didn't get, you know, just rushing straight forward. And um, Stipe was able to capitalize on it where Brown was a little bit slow on the trigger that night. Now, a guy like Uriah Faber, right? I mean, the guy's obviously a great champion, world champion, been to the top, WEC you know, uh, reigned for so long. And now you see him, you know, he lost his last fight to this kid who was ranked number 15, was still the favorite against him. Jimmy, what's his name? Never lost. He was never lost the fight, by the way. Who, Jimmy Rivera? Yep. Yeah, Jimmy Rivera's a badass. But what now, what what would you tell Uriah Faber, though? I mean, what what, what would your advice be to a guy like Uriah Faber? Uh, before or now, or before like, the fight, like, like today, Tuesday morning. Oh, oh, after. Yeah. After the fight. Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, what would I tell him? I would just say, you know what? Head up. He got, you know, he got the better of you. Uh, maybe he left a little bit. Maybe he didn't put it all out there like you usually do. So. To be a lesson to you, I mean, you know, he kind of seemed a little bit more timid than usual. Yeah, didn't seem his his uh, usual self, and uh, it was just a bad day for him. He wasn't able to put things together or string anything together, and uh, the kid wasn't going anywhere. You know, anything anything that Uriah was trying to, you know, get off on him, you know, the kid just stayed in the pocket and really basically wasn't wasn't intimidated by him and was ready to fight. And Uriah was just off, you know. I just told him, "Hey, heads up, head up, get back after it, and uh, 
Yeah, get out there and do it again, man. What now else you, can you do? What else can you say? Now, your, your uh, former teammate, Phil Baroni, wants to fight uh, Cowboy Cerrone at Madison Square Garden. He's really pushing for that fight on Twitter. You, you, think, that's a, you think that's a good idea? Uh, not a good idea for Phil. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, a good idea for Phil. I, I love Phil Baroni, but he, he's out of his mind. Yeah, I, I like him too, but that's... Uh, 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 he should, and I can see why he'd want to fight there. Yeah, know? that's that's, where that's the from. New York badass man. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, were you there when Phil he, knocked out Hendricks? At the gym, yes. That was one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. I, I was watching. I was watching that. Fucking one day, knocks uh, him out and go and knocks it, knocks him out, and then goes, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was one of the craziest. Cold, limp up against the fence, and he goes with a little Phil Baroni shitty grin that he always has. Uh oh! (laughs) (laughs) Now, how's your fly fishing business? Oh, that's going well. Things are going good. Things are moving forward, and uh, looking forward to the future. See what it holds. It's you know, it's a it's been a fun journey so far. Any uh, any uh, new movies on the horizon? Shit, I wish. He was in Universal Social okay. 4, Greg. Oh, right. Pyle was. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Pat, he's been in a ton of shit. It was actually was uh, Universal Soldier Regeneration. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Didn't, didn't Regeneration. Mean, yeah. The video game. Yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, listen, Pyle, man. I uh, love having you on the show. Any, any, anything, uh, yeah. you know, you're a good dude. Next time you come to the show, my comedy show, please don't get that wasted. Because uh, normally people heckle, I can respond back. But knowing that it was you, like, threw me for a fucking <laughs> loop. Because what am I going to say? I fucking, I know him. I know he can kick my ass. And, and you know. Yeah, and, but would he kick your ass if you fucked with him? Or yeah, would he sit dude, there and I've heard so no, many, I've heard so many gym stories him. about people coming to. I would literally to, just hold him down and give him a noogie. I've heard so many gym stories of people coming to your gym and, and, and then Mike Pyle beating the shit out of them. At the gym. Well, that's but the, you didn't the show up to the gym. Yeah. He's coming to your show. You got to take charge, sir. It doesn't matter. I, yeah, exactly, boss. man. See, this dude is twisted. Exactly. What he said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Pyle's one of the most twisted motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. Uh, good guy, but just... Like, like, if I had, like, a body to bury, you'd be one of the first guys that I call. Hey man, uh, <laughs> you, you think you'd you, be you think CB would be the first person because he already knows where to put it. Yeah, but Pyle's the kind of guy. Pyle's a friend for life. <laughs> Pyle and I could run a good business together. Yeah, then. yeah. He, he just lives a different kind of life, man. You know, he's, you know, yeah, I've it, actually already buried several. I've already dug several holes <laughs> for future use. So that's not even a question. Well, Pyle, no, they, no, no. I make them. I make them dig the holes. That's too much work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, listen, thanks for coming on the show, man. I'll talk to you soon, brother. You got it, man. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right, that was Mike Pyle. Uh, that was Mike Pyle. That was, that was Mike that Pyle. Was Pyle. Pyle. Click, the, uh, click the stop button, and then uh, that was Mike Pyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By Good. the way, just one for our audience, not, okay. CB here has brought in some kind of a, what the fuck are you eating? It's chocolate rugler. It's like mini Danishes. It's a Jewish. Okay, and he's, he's eating them not as a. He's eating them like that's his fucking meal. I know he brought it with a whole. He's of... slamming them through the. Whole, he ate, <laughs> he ate like nine of these fucking chocolate arugula during that interview. All I can hear is him. I know. He's I'm so... like, what the fuck are you eating? This is not a meal. This is you have one of these after a meal. 
Is this what you're wrong with? Is this, you know, this is what gives you Crohn's. <laughs> yeah, do you have Crohn's? No, I have uh, diverticulitis. No, he's, uh, uh, he's going to have it after when this is all. I, when I was growing up, my parent, my mom would give me cereal and these for breakfast before school. So making the mistake throughout your life is the answer. <laughs> By the way, did you, did you guys watch uh, last night? I was. Do you realize when you're getting healthy food advice from me, how fucked up your <laughs> diet is? Okay. Because if these were mine, they'd be sprinkled with cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Are you <laughs> sure that's not cocaine? It's what it looks top? like. I kind of want to try So, one. CB, uh, where did you get this food today? Well, first thing I did was uh, I went and uh, dug another hole for future use. Right. And at the bottom of that, I happened to find some change. Okay. There were 65 cents in that hole. Nice. And I took that change. These were on sale. They yeah. were discounted. They're day old. Uh, so I stole them anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, and I've been eating them next to this cat that I murdered but haven't buried yet. <laughs> Why did you murder a cat? Well, I mean, because he was there and, you know, fuck my ex-girlfriend. The cat fucked your ex-girlfriend? No, I can't kill her. Yeah. So I'm killing the cat because I have to kill some kind of pussy before I go to sleep. <laughs> now, how many other animals have you killed today? Those are the only animals that I killed today. Um, there were a couple of fish. Right. That, that I murdered. That I <laughs> Now what, Just so I could rub their stink all over me. And what are your plans for the weekend? Uh, this weekend, well, I'm gonna. I'm planning to go out to a music festival because there's a lot of people with bad cell service. So if you kidnap somebody at a music festival, they often don't realize they're missing for several days. Not many people know this. It's one of those secrets that we share in the underground trade of, of human flesh. Which musical festival? Uh, there's one the 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 hair metal festival. I'm going to that actually. Uh, well, you might uh, miss some people there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go see. It's Poison. Oh, well, it was Brett Michaels, Vince Neil, and Slaughter. And, and the good I'm thing about killing a milf is nobody looks for them for many days. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many milfs have you killed uh, today? In your life? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I I don't keep numbers like that. That's for the that's for the forensic team right. to decipher when I go on trial. And how's your love life going? Uh, well, I got, I got to be honest with you. I've kidnapped a few girls, and I think it's going to go great with them. Really? How many girls have you kidnapped? Three. Where are they? They're in the dungeon. <laughs> okay. Being a human centipede? Uh, eventually. I, I think of it more of like a human grasshopper. <laughs> Why is That's it a human grasshopper? Because I just keep the legs. Oh, God. I don't keep the rest. I keep the torso down. Right. That's the part I'm using the most. Wow. Damn. Well, it sounds like a fun weekend, at least. Yeah, well, you know, it beats talking to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> CB, is, is this true? <laughs> By the way, last night I, uh, I, had, the, I had the fiance over. We, we watched what might be the best worst show I'm now going to watch every week. Black China and Rob Kardashian have a show. You know, uh, Please, and, and I'm the one that's got a fucked was, up weekend. Oh, shit. I've dude. got a fucked up weekend. Dude, he's it. watching Black China and Rob Grant. Is Tyga and fucking Kylie? And no. The fucking, but, so, so did Rob, she also wear a dildo and fuck you in the ass? Because she's clearly the man in this relationship. <laughs> no, because he watched. I, I made her watch Behind the Music of Poison because she's going to the festival with me this weekend. Okay, so, so you want to educate her a little bit on who she is? Yeah, because she has no idea who these bands are. That sense. She has no idea who these bands are, right? That is still a bad trade off. That I made one Question: Did How I many times her- did Rob Kardashian push his sock line? In well, no, no, no. Then, I, then, I, then I made her watch. Know about that. Then I made her watch. My Ali- dad watches that shit like crazy. Then I made her watch Ali G because she, 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 she didn't know how funny Ali G was, which, by the way, still holds up. Funniest, totally hilarious. Funniest thing on television really? ever. Ever. Did you really? see the Brothers Grimsby? No, I don't like him as an actor. I like the Ali G show. Yeah, if you can't even be funny in the preview and the show, yeah, apparently it just got. As an actor, I'm not crazy about him. I mean, yeah. He's a good actor. He's fine. But when he's interviewing like 
you know, Neil Armstrong asking. No, yeah, he's best when he's improvising in, in character. Yeah, it, with a script, he's not funny at all. Right, right. Yeah. He's so funny. Anyway, so Rob Kardashian, who hadn't left his house, his, his house for like three years, you know, because he just he's so ashamed of his body. He's fat and then he's and he's a mama's boy but he seems like you, you kind of like him in some way because you just feel bad for him because he was born into the most famous awful family and he seems somewhat kind of normal in some weird way aside from the reality show but he, well he doesn't really work he's kind of like cb he doesn't he's been given everything he doesn't really work but for some odd reason you do you just kind of feel bad for him. He, like he doesn't want to leave his house uh however black china who clearly is using him for fame. Totally. She was an ex-stripper. This what not- gave it away? Oh, oh, oh. So, but, now, but now she's pregnant with his baby. Uh, she has a baby with Tyga. It's called an anchor baby, bro. She has, a baby with, she has a baby with Tyga. And now she has another baby coming out. And so she's getting... She has another baby that's going to drop this fall. <laughs> it's going to be straight fire. <laughs> so she's getting texts at night, right? Like, uh, the whole, she's like, beep, beep, beep. So Rob's like, it's like 11, and Rob's like, who, who the fuck is texting you? you know, which I understand. I would be, if, if my baby mama was getting texts. Right, right? the producers Wait, are texting you. Have a baby mama? <laughs> right? You so, have a baby mama? Is so, there something uh, we need to talk about? The way. So then he's trying to break into her phone, right? But he doesn't know her password because she changed the password on him. So then he accuses her of – doesn't really accuse her of cheating, but it, like, insinuates. And this girl flips on him, like, screaming at him like you – Wait, wait. I have to stop you. The, <laughs> why the fuck are we talking about this? Okay? We know – no, we've gotten off topic a lot of times. We just got the synopsis of the whole but episode. the fact that you're describing this like it's real shit <laughs> makes me question how many shots to the head you've taken in your life. You're making CB look rational right now. I don't know. It's I see all drugs. She, I would like to apologize to all of our listeners right flipped. now. Who are, listen, all of them right now are going, thank you, Greg. What the no, fuck is this guy talking got, about? He flipped on him. It's like, a reality show. None of it's real. No, this, the phone lit up because the producers were calling in the next room. They but, changed the number because the producers told her to change the number. So that in this episode, there's some fucking conflict. I've never seen a girl. None of this shit is real. It's well, real to family, me. Family therapy <laughs> was real. We, you were on it. That, that was bullshit too. And can we get? Can we can, please? Well, can we also get a WWE win recap while we're covering shit that's real? Are you fucking kidding me? She right flipped now? out on him, dude. I'm telling AJ you. AJ Styles won the world championship last night. Jesus Christ! She flipped on him. Flipped on him. Because <laughs> the producers go, listen, we're gonna have to walk in. Here's the beat. No, no, it was over the phone. She, she was in the car. We need you to flip. She off. was in the car. Yeah, and guess who was next to her in the car? The producers. <laughs> Telling her to flip the fuck out because we need some footage. If I were Rob, uh, listen, Rob, if you're listening to the show. Stop talking about this bullshit! We only covered two fights so far on the weekend. Okay. Please hit a 10 minute segment on Rob Kardashian. (laughs) So, uh, never watch that show again. I'm watching it. I can't can't wait to watch this next week. It hasn't even been released yet, and we just lost a thousand listeners. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to have a new show on E! called Talking Kardashian. Absolutely. The and talking. it's going to be you with a, you're, you're going to be the new, what's his name of Talking e? Rob. Perez yeah. Hilton. Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. Thank you, Joe, for actually yeah. knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. You're going to be the new Chris Hardwick, but for shittier shows on a worse network. Perfect. I would love that job. Sign me the fuck okay. up. Okay. Can you believe Black China went off on him like this? I actually feel sorry for Rob Kardashian. I do. Shut the fuck up! I do. I feel bad. For him. I would have been out you know, of there. Rob Kardashian doesn't feel sorry for you. 
Okay, he probably does for talking about this. <laughs> but either way, all right. He's like, I didn't even know we had viewers. Jessica Andraj. Uh, Jessica Andraj. Oh, we're talking fighting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Jessica Andraj versus Joanne Calderwood. Look, I'm Hold telling on you. One second, because I think uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Had to- <laughs> Let's talk. No, we got to cover this. We got to cover this. Is Coco Puff? Really, the star. How do you know the- that? How do you know who Coco There's Puff? Someone is? called Coco Puff. I made it up. <laughs> Jessica Andrade versus Joanne Calderwood. I, think I just peed a little. <laughs> <laughs> so, How do you know there's a Coco Puff? I don't know. I would it never, sounds like somebody. Get out of your fucking mind. <laughs> it says Coco Puff sounds like a fucking real person. Coco Puff is when you put cocaine on a cigarette. That's a Coco Puff. <laughs> How often do you do that? Not that often. <laughs> Jessica Andrade, picking the female fights is probably the easiest. It's, very, it's pretty easy. Oh and when I saw God. Jessica Andrade run through Jessica Penny, I knew she was a special fighter. Because uh, Jessica Penny is a really good fighter. More people were like, JoJo's going to fucking take it. It's way too tough of a test for Andrade. I'm like, I just don't think so. But I didn't think that Andrade using her jiu-jitsu was going to be what was going to finish. I just, thought that was all that was going to be, and that's all. It, that's what she needed to do. I, I know. It, I thought it was she was going to knock her out. Superior jiu-jitsu. Look, Why waste your time on anything else? Mikey Golden. For females, going from one thirty-five to fifteen is like males going from like one seventy to one twenty-five. It's just you just see that they're just bigger, they're stronger, they fought better opposition, bigger people. You you saw it with the girl from uh, uh, the girl from Canada. Who uh, who fought Joanna, uh, the one that was dating Hector Long- Valerie? Valerie, Valerie. I mean, she didn't even have to get in the house in the Ultimate Fighter uh, at one thirty-five, and, and she and barely made one fifteen. She lost to Roxanne Modafferi at one thirty-five. Went down to one fifteen and uh, got a title shot. Didn't win it, but and got then a title lost shot. Her one twenty-five debut okay. against JoJo. Right, right, right. But Andrade is she's like five foot two, uh, but she's, she's tiny. She's so strong, strong was as way hell. Too big for her. Yeah, strong as hell. Went through her. I kind of saw it happening. That guillotine uh, was beautiful. The Jessica I fight, I thought Jessica I really won that fight, but it was close, a very close fight. I felt like Betch landed more shots. She, it, there wasn't a lot. It was, a, it was not a great fight, especially with what happened at the weigh-ins. I was sitting there like, oh, shit, these two are going crazy. Like, it's going to be a good fight. And they kind of just, nothing, yeah. nobody, neither one of them really showed up. And Betch, she landed the more shots, which more meaning like under a dozen total, but... Jessica, I, I mean, I feel like something's, you know, kind of like how, what El, kind of how Ellenberger was going through the motions a little bit for that four-fight skid. It seems a little bit like with Jessica, I... You think it was also the hometown that she was in Cleveland? It was a lot yeah, of pressure to perform in front that, of her peeps? I think the local pressure thing played a lot more into that fight... Than, than it did into fight. the Stipe. But that's also because Stipe won, and he did get caught and might have gotten knocked out in the first round. Damn. So I think there is something to be said for that hometown pressure, and I think Jessica definitely felt that. I just wonder what Rob Kardashian thinks of everything. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I wonder if Jessica's okay today. I better eat some of this baklava. <laughs> you know, this will make me feel better. I can't leave the house because I'm rich. I hope, I hope Adam Hunter reviews this on his MMA podcast. I'm telling you, I, Black China, I would You've not be of stupid shit on this show but this is number one no but it just reminds me of joe do you think this is number one of stupid shit adam said on this show here here's what his thing black china probably fucks him better than he's ever been fucked (laughs) that chick that chick see let's get down to the truth this is what it's about black china turns you on no absolutely not 
I'm a, but I have been with crazy girls because the she sex... She reminds you of the nasty bitches you do mm. in between these sweet girls that you get engaged to. <laughs> no, I, 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 so there was a part of you that boned up at the idea of that. Of that I've, I don't, I don't that get engaged to sweet girls. I've been engaged once and that once only and we're getting married. However, Wait, there are... Did you say engaged not before. a sweet girl? No, no. He says like like the, about, she's a very about, sweet girl. What about the girl that? And I know her name. I'm not saying it, you know. But but uh, Lear. What about Chloe? Her? No, we never got engaged. You we, sure? we never. Sure you were engaged, I would never gave her a ring. I would never engage. Give her a ring, but we I never think... engaged. We were together three years and never engaged. What about the one after that one? The a- MJ, again? no, never engaged. This is the only. I've been engaged once. This is it. Do you have like a record of every? Because the, yeah, how far well, away? Because they're evenly spaced. Because it's a very unique and distinct pattern. He spends three years ruining a nice girl's life. <laughs> then he goes sex crazy with porn stars for two years. Then another nice girl for three. That's his. No, that's well, well, luckily, but it feels like the patterns come to an end. He finally met the right girl. Yes, and this is coming to an end. But I believe in I this. have been like with girls. But I've been with girls that have been crazy in bed, and so have you, I'm sure. And yes. maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not these other two. All right, CB, so. was, CB was the one that was crazy in bed, but not in a good way. <laughs> During sex, CB Are you asked fucking for, kidding me? You, you been with girls crazy in bed? Yeah, that's all he's been with. Is that because I mean, are they alive? Usually, <laughs> <laughs> how many of them were paid? How many times have you got an autograph during sex? No, 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 I, no, no I have. the only one that grabs girls during sex. Just sign, just, here's a marker, just sign the headboard. I'm going to come, but here, uh, could you. It's the love contract that Dave Chappelle made. It's Dave, so I can get anal every time. Listen, that's just smart. You're Dave Chappelle. You can have a love contract, too. You yeah. have a love contract. It's called If You Want to Live, You'll Do It. Listen, uh, you don't have to agree to this, but if you want to see tomorrow, I would recommend you let me do anal. <laughs> <laughs> Works every time. Now, every time. now he uh, doesn't have sign- he doesn't have any autographs on his headboard. It's more just bloody handprints. <laughs> Or like the scratches from nails. Yeah, scratches and and bloody handprints. And I can tell the scratches to like their hand. I'm like, that and was the that. scratch marks reach from the wall across the headboard, and then like in a downward motion. To the his, his sex tape is a hostage video. <laughs> so uh, now we're really now we're really fucking doing the whole ISIS. I was about to say, like Sonny and John. Sonny and John called me Osama bin Laden last week about eight times during his set at the dime bar, which, by the way, was like four minutes. CB goes from getting head to a beheading. Now, <laughs> now, now, now I'm saying, um, what I'm saying, uh, though, is, but as far as this chick, you know she knows how to fuck. She, I mean, most strippers that could twerk that are with that kind of an ass. Back on the Rob With that kind of an ass. Those girls, you know they could fuck, right? Yeah. Does that make you nervous knowing that they fuck so many men or women or Men with him, no, me, no, <laughs> you don't really he, he doesn't that. give a shit. But the point is, you don't get, you don't knock those girls up and marry those chicks because that's for sure. And now he's in a situation where he's not even his. I, I, I guarantee the kids to come out look, looking like Tyga. Uh, that would be the, <laughs> come out looking like Kendall Jenner. That would be the funniest, greatest finale ever of a show. The baby comes out black, and Rob Kardashian's like, <laughs> tune in next season to find out. Like, come Don't on. think it's We're, not going to happen. Guest star Maury Povich. Yeah, Don't really. think that shit ain't going to happen, because that's exactly what's going to happen. Have you? Now, the best part is when we do the special recap edition, the, end, <laughs> the season-ending issue of Talking Kardashian. Now, Greg, I booked you one time for this sketch where you played uh, – it was how to pick up a stripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you brought a girl with you that you were dating. Yes. 
And no, no, no. I wasn't dating her. She uh, was just a drunk whore. She showed up. Okay, she shows up. <laughs> she shows up on set at noon. You, can I tell you why I took her to set with me? I was like, I can't leave this animal alone in my apartment. <laughs> well, That's yeah. the truth. Right. She was a fucking film. I'm not leaving her alone in my apartment. Hell Fuck no. no. So she shows up on set, wasted at noon. Wasted. Rolling around Did on the ground. Did she go to sleep the night before, or was it just a continuation? Well, she passed out. <laughs> so you can't tell me that you don't fuck crazy bitches, or you have it in your life. Of course. I never said I didn't. Well, that's what Rob Kardashian is going through right now, and he needs to get away. All right. He so, sounds uh, like he's actually like concerned oh about God. it. All right. Like, you know, if Rob doesn't get past this stage, he never, never, he may never find true love. Right. Yeah. And, you know what, guys? These guys need our help. <laughs> you know what? We're putting Rob Kardashian on Tipifighter. And I want you guys to start tipping Rob Kardashian to help him pay for the therapy he needs. Buy his socks. I'm going to go train him, get him to stop being fat. Fuck it. What? All right. Dude. Yancey Baderos. Uh, <laughs> you need to stop. That was, that was awesome. I was very happy for that Yancey. That was awesome. Yancey at 170, fucking murder. And he even said the 155 cut was just way too much. Uh, it was a pretty close fight up to that kick. It wasn't like it, it wasn't. I don't talented. know if he's. A, I mean, he's very, very talented. Murder. He didn't murder him. It was a close fight, uh, and it was a good fight. Now I'm talking about that kick. Oh, that kick was. Him. Oh yeah, that was nice. Now, um, by the way, wasn't I the only one that said Uriah Faber was going to lose? No, I said it too. I said Rivera. You agreed with me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Oh, and suppose because you were like, "What? He's won the last two fights." You're gonna. And I'm like, but he always tends to lose fights like these. No, he doesn't. He, he lost. He usually doesn't. Lo- he usually doesn't lose fights like these. He loses. Doesn't to, make me wrong. He loses to the elite. Of the elite, Jimmy Rivera. No, on, on, Jimmy Rivera is a very good fighter. Is he the elite of the elite? Not yet. Uh, but I, what I, I don't know. There was something strange about that fight because Uriah was the number two guy. I think Jimmy was number fifteen. Thirteen. Thirteen, and Jimmy was the favorite. Which that be like? And Daniel Cormier even said it's the only time you're going to see a thirteen favorite over number two. I don't know if Uriah was hurt and didn't say something, but the bookkeepers knew something. Something was going on with that fight where somebody knew something because you don't, you don't just all of a sudden become a favorite, a 13 over a 2. Something was weird. I mean, Uriah's on a two-fight skid. Jimmy is undefeated. No, he's um, not. He lost his first fight by split decision, or second fight by split decision. Okay. But, Isn't yeah. he undefeated in the UFC, though? Yeah, he's undefeated in 18 um, fights or something. But. So, plus the fact, yeah, Uriah looked off. Those leg kicks worked. Beautifully, like. Well, I'll tell you what, though, his chin looked fuckable. Oh, Oh, Uriah! Did you see Uriah when the picture of him because he was hairy on the chin, so it looked like a hairy butthole? Oh no, I did not see that. (laughs) I'm gonna do my look online. It was on there. He's the only guy when he sweats gets swamp chin. Yeah. (laughs) Now, 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 if Uriah let you bang his chin, would you bang his chin? Totally. Really? It's a hot chin. You would honestly bang his chin. Bang his chin. (laughs) Listen, you don't leave it alive. You don't think that's kind of gay? No, no way. It's gay for him. He's getting fucked in the chin. <laughs> but, but for you, it's not gay at all? No, it's like a butthole. Uh, now, CB, would you fuck your eyes chin? Listen, first I would have to cut it off of his face. Yes. Right? And then I would mount it on a cat. Okay. On a cat's butthole. And then I would fuck the cat through Uriah's chin hole. You would fuck a cat through his chin? That's exactly right. Well, you want it to be warm. Wow. And have you ever done this before? Of course. To who? Well, I mean, it was a guy that worked at 7-Eleven. You know. so, so you cut a guy's chin? Hey, that guy at 7-Eleven ended up being Sage Northcutt's first opponent. So he got hooked up at the end. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. That wasn't uh, bad. That's right. That was one of my better jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week... Uh, we got Dustin Poirier. Wait a minute. Can wait I just second. say, wait a minute. Well, there's wait. so many other Charlie, things. Can we talk about the, the, the Brad Tavares <laughs> fight versus Kyle Megalesh? I didn't see that one. I didn't see that oh one. Oh, my God. I was, I was can I tell you, can Kyle Megalesh fucking... is one of those guys 
that I'm glad there's professional fighting. Right. Because if not, he would have no choice but to be a murder rapist. Like, he's just, like, you know what I mean? Come on. Not like a rapist, but you know what I mean? Like a criminal, because he's just got that, he needs to fight. Like, that's the kind of guy that needs to fight. You know he was off for the last year on suspension, because when he lost to Josh Saman, he spit blood at Saman after the finish, and they suspended him for a year. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can tell this guy's guy's an animal. He's, like, fucking yoked out, throwing Vandalay punches. I'm like, what the fuck I was at that fight. I'm just saying, like, he this is the kind of person that needs to fight shit. To feel to, and to I be agree, alive because it takes so I'm one glad to he one. has prof- <laughs> I'm glad he has professional fighting. Whereas you don't have professional fighting, you have to actually murder. <laughs> but he does. He just looks like a killer. The guy's um, a fucking killer. Props and, to Brad and, Tavares. I, but Brad Tavares, yeah, came out and he I thought Brad would do, do more. Do more. I, th- I thought he. I thought he could finish Kyle Mangale's. Um, and I just, I don't know. I felt like he was a little tentative. Usually Brad's coming forward and throwing crazy shots like he did against Phil Baroni and some of his other finishes. Maybe he got a little gun shy because um, Whitaker knocked him out in 44 seconds in the last fight. And the one thing I noticed, which I present to you guys as well, it's like there's so many fights and there's so many fighters, even just in the UFC. When I found out that Brad Tavares had been out for 16 months since, since the Whitaker fight, I'm like, why does it feel like it's only been like a couple months since he fought and it's been... Like over a year, and Brad Tavares, they're like, Brad hasn't been here in 16 months. I'm like, that's how often people fight, but like, you don't think he's been gone that long. Yeah, like, right. Like, 16 months is a long time to be out, and you're like, I thought I just saw him fight like a few events ago, and it, and it wasn't like that at all. Um, How's the dating life, by the way? The what? Dating life. Dating life's great. Any, any hot chicks? Yeah, one. Nice. Right now. Where, where'd you meet her? Online. Nice. What website? <laughs> Greg, I knew Greg was smirking because you keep looking over and I can see the fucking reflection. I met her on so plenty. I know fucking something's coming. I met don't her on start. Pl- PlentyOfCorpses.com. Don't, 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 don't even. It was start. amazing. Don't, don't, I'll let him go. Oh, okay, listen. I met her. It was amazing. Uh, I fucked her 16 times in the ass. You're taking your act, man. You're not taking my act. <laughs> I'm not taking anybody's act, okay? You sound like a, like a, a, a man transitioning to a woman. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Bert from Bert and Ernie. No, I a- fucked Bert, Ernie, and Big Bird and Cephalophagus while they were dead, <laughs> uh, as well as the Count. I was like, one, and you're number two, <laughs> three, uh, four, and then I got a photograph. <laughs> All right, um, go on. Go on. What? No, that's what I had on that one, but... Did we even discuss fucking Verdum and Brown or Verdum and Edmund? Like, did, that was did, the did, highlight we... of the fucking night was Verdum kicking Edmund in the stomach. No shit. And when I heard he'd been training with Edmund, all I kept thinking is everything you said is everybody that trains with this guy loses. It's unbelievable. And I was like, let's see if this holds up. And it fucking held up. Even Will Brooks is like, training with Edmund, you get an automatic L. Like, I don't understand why. What? He just is... wants to be around his lady, man. Okay. I don't did, know. did you guys hear that, that, that they asked Verdum at the post-fight presser? What did he say to you? They called him a motherfucker. Yeah, and- he's like, you motherfucker, and, and shut the fuck up, shut your mouth, you motherfucker, you son of a bitch. And Verdum's like thinking, okay, we're ready to fight. But funny thing is, and I like Ricky Lindell, so I'm not going to talk smack about him, but it was funny. Verdum kicks him. Verdum throws his hands up ready to fight. Travis Brown's looking around like, what the hell's going on? Verdum's corner's trying to pull him back. Edmund's ready to fight. And Ricky Lindell's like, dude, I'm throwing in the towel. Like, our team's going to lose. Uh-huh. But my favorite part of the whole thing was 
if you look behind Verdum when they're trying to push him away, you see a big security guard blocking the entrance of the cage because Hanato Babalu Sobral is trying to get in that cage. And if he gets in, somebody's getting murdered. Yeah, Babalu's a, a beast. Yeah. He's a, he's, and he's crazy. He's yeah. been banned Even Mayhem UFC. Miller tweeted, do not let Babalu out. This is crazy. When, when, when Mayhem's calling someone crazy. <laughs> 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 like, I posed a question to a bunch of people. Of like, do, does anybody... Think they know like why they were keeping Babalu out? Um, it was like nobody knew, and I'm like, remember when somebody called him a motherfucker? And well, that's the thing. That's the thing about when you talk to people whose English is not their first language, and you call them motherfucker, they take it literally, and that's what Verdun was saying. You talk about my mother, you're fucking dead. Yeah, like they think motherfucker. They, you're saying I fuck my mother. Yeah, you fuck your mother. Which kind of are, but I mean, it's <laughs> no, so common so, in our language, we don't take it as serious. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, uh, yeah. That you do not want to. It's like when Georgie Karakanyan fought Bubba the first time, and he said, "Hide your wife, hide your kids." He did that that, that, from that saying. He thought he was really talking about his wife and kids, and he flipped out. So. in America, yeah, that's funny. Hide your wife, hide your kids. But yeah, someone yeah. doesn't speak that. They're like, you talk about my wife and kids. I, I will honor. Yeah. I will kill you. It's an honor killer. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're gonna call Derek Anderson. By the way, can I right tell now. you something? Anytime Joanne Calder would lose, you know, anytime she fights, like I hate to see her lose because she's so yeah. nice. She's hot too, right? And she's like, I don't know why. <laughs> I just came to fight, and she was very aggressive with like. It's like she's telling you a fable. <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. so sweet. Like, why are you fi- like? You kind of want to know what the background is. Like, what makes this sweet girl want to fight? And she's a really good fighter. She is a very good fighter. I just uh, the other girl is just a monster. The other girl's a monster. So we're calling Derek Anderson, by the way, right now, who just cut off. A, we, were, we were at his fight. He fought Saad Saad Awad. Awad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Salad what? As Hanato called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Salad, Salad away. what? Yeah. Salad away. Salad, Salad away. <laughs> All right, so we're going to call him again. This is great. Here we go. Boom. Call Derek Anderson, who's a really, really good fighter, this guy, Derek Anderson. He's a – I mean, that, that fight was great, and this kid's tough, man. It was one of those fights where I'm watching the fight, and this happens a bunch of times, but I'm watching someone fight, and then I, go, I immediately go check their record while they're fighting going, who else is this guy beating? Hey, Derek Anderson. Hello, is this Derek Anderson? Yes. Hey, how's it going? It's Adam Hunter. Uh, you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. I'm here with CB Gold. What's up, Derek? How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on? No, do you, you got to do your thing? Is the realest guy in the room or something? Bada boom. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, I'm here with Joe, the kid Perez, and the Greg Wilson. How are, how are you, man? Pretty good. Just chilling, man, you know. Congrats on your latest fight. We were actually there, uh, and you looked great, man. Uh, that, that was a war. That was the fight of the night. Uh, against uh, sa- uh, Salad Away, uh, <laughs> that was <laughs> Salad uh, Away. That was a really, really good fight, man. Uh, a great fight. Uh, now, and now you're on a uh, you're on a two fight winning streak. Uh, you beat uh, Pitbull, and now Salad Saad Awad. How's it going, man? How are you? How are you feeling? Good. You know, I just want to get the next fight. You know, as soon as I can. You know, hopefully, uh, there'll be another step t- towards the title shot. Um, you know, I'm feeling like uh, I'm gonna look even better in my next fight. I mean, this fight was good. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a grinding. It was a war. It was a war. That guy yeah. you fought he is tough. He's a tough, tough guy. I give you a lot of credit, man. Uh, were you ever Thank in you. danger during that fight? Uh, that choke was real deep in the first round. He definitely had me real deep, but I just decided that I wasn't gonna tap out and I was gonna get out. So. 
<laughs> I mean, were you willing to go to sleep? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, do you think do you think more yeah. fighters should do that? Just say fuck it. If I'm gonna go to sleep, I'm gonna go to sleep. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, it's a weird decision you make in there. I mean, sometimes you don't. I don't know. It's just all so fast paced, you know. Uh, but I had I had some time in the truck. I was sitting there. I was like, fuck, it's tight. Oh crap. I mean, uh, uh, you know. Oh, I was like, oh damn, it's tight. And I was like, well. I had enough time to think, and I was like, I like consciously made the decision, like, like, well, I'm going to sleep, like, I'm not going to tap out, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, what's your? No, where, 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 where did you grow up? Where? Um, this uh, Carlsbad, you know, San Diego area. Um, now San Diego has the most beautiful women on the in the world. Like, if anybody says, <laughs> where, should, where should I move to? I go San Diego. It's young. It's clean. The women are amazing looking. And it's a it's a very big military presence, so it, it's it's got like a really cool feel to it. Like, so it's gonna get attacked first. I always have good shows in San Diego, man. San Diego is a great place yeah, to live. I'm yeah, heading down nice there more. Uh, do, you, do you have a girlfriend, or how much how much San Diego poon are you uh, going through right now? I do. I got a girlfriend right now. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> how 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 long you had the girlfriend for? Um, oh man, we're going on like. You know, year and a half coming up pretty soon, I guess. A little longer than a year. Where'd you meet her? Um, I've uh, I actually met her on the internet. Nice. What uh, what website? Yeah. Um, uh, just over uh, Tinder. You know, like all kinds of social media and stuff. Yeah, you're so full of shit. It was uh, pl- plenty of fish. No, 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 no. Tinder, <laughs> Tinder? <laughs> Bumble. No, just like you know, like uh. Follow each other on one, follow each other on the other, you know? Yeah, right. I, that, scruff? Was it Scruff? What does she do? She's a stylist. Hmm, nice. Like, she, like, uh, dresses women up and tells them they need to buy that dress, you know, and she, they do. Oh, nice. Now, are you training over yeah. at Alliance? Uh, yeah, a lot of the time, yeah. I've got, I've got my, uh, my home gym in Escondido, North County MMA, and then I've got a boxing gym in Vista, um, Navarra's Boxing. Now I see that some of your fights you had were ex- at Explode Fighting Series, which I think it should be yeah. uh, that should be illegal because I've seen some of those <laughs> fights. They take a guy who's like eight and zero, and they put him up against a guy who works at Home Depot or 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 some guy like a homeless guy, and then it's just a beat down city. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> not. Uh, I never approved of that stuff so much, you know. Yeah, I know. I saw some of those fights. I'm like, damn, dude. You that- gotta make bum fights videos somehow. Uh, it really is like bum fights. I mean, but you're a, you're a great fighter. But whenever I, I see like some of the wins are explode, I'm like, uh oh, like that should just that that I don't know who's in charge of that, but that shit is crazy. What's going on there? But, uh, but yeah. Then, but then you went to Bellator. Your first Bellator fight was against Pitbull. You beat Pitbull twice now. You beat Brandon Gertz, who's uh that dude's a monster. Lost to Marcin Held, beat Navarro, lost to Brent Primus. What happened there? Oh, man, you know, I was sick, actually. Like, the, these weight cuts are, you know, they're tough, man, and I, I couldn't perform at all. But I still think I won the decision, you know. But uh, ask him who won, you know. He knows he got his ass beat. I was at that fight, actually. It was the Gallard Gertz card. Yeah. And Derek did get screwed. Like, he, the decision <laughs> went the wrong way. Everybody outside of the arena at after the fight, and they announced it. Everybody was like, what the fuck was that? And then I saw Derek after, and he was like, yeah, I just got fucking screwed. And I think, I think your family was with you, and, and uh, 
There, there was just a bunch of talk outside after that fight that that was a bullshit oh, decision. Yeah. How much? How much weight were you cutting? Um, you know, it wasn't about the the amount so much. I usually do about eighteen pounds, but I, I uh, you know, I cut it actually decently enough, but I put it back on super crappy because I brought my own hot plate to the room and stuff like that, and I just, I was gonna cook up my own dinner, and then I made way too much food, and then you know the person I am, I'm gonna eat it all because I don't waste food, so I ate like way too much food, like. And, uh, you know, I didn't crap at all before the fight, and uh, I was super, um, super heavy, you know. It was like, uh, and I couldn't even perform at all. I was just like, it was like I was sick, you know, like the whole time I was about to throw up, you know. Yeah, oh, my God, that's got to be brutal. I, that happened one time. Yeah, in, but, I, but I'll fight him again any time and kill him, you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've called him out before. He don't, he don't want to fight, you know what I mean? Now, who do you want to fight next? Um, well, they're talking about that might be a possibility with him, you know what I mean? So, uh Cause uh, I'm right at, uh, right there at the top with uh, Benson and Chandler, you know they're saying. So uh, I mean, I want that. That's what I want. And if I've got to wait for it, then I just got to find somebody to fill the spot for the meantime. Cause I'm gonna make some money. I'm gonna stay active. Um, but you know that'd be good to erase a loss off my record by beating up Primus or uh, you know whoever they got for me. I don't care. Now your last fight, the guy's nickname was the Assassin. And Greg was yelling, assassinate his asshole. Did you hear that? Uh, <laughs> did you hear anybody yelling that I during the fight? I did not hear that, no. <laughs> if, if you hear that during the fight, that well, was just you had guy. him down. Here's the, I, I, if I remember correctly, you had him down, and his ass was kind of in the air. And I said, assassinate his asshole. And I think that's when you spun around to his back. <laughs> I'm not even joking about this. And everyone started laughing, but I felt like I kind of coached you into a winning position. You did better than Edmund. Nice. <laughs> I'll give you credit. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I'm I'm a big Bellator fan. I like Bellator. I had a great time at the event. I think that the main issue with Bellator is the time delay on the West Coast because everyone knows who won based on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Bellator yeah. themselves announcing who won. And, and and then you don't want to watch – like if I already know who wins a fight, it's hard for me to sit through a fight when I, I know the winner. Right. I mean, don't you think that's, that's like, a big problem with Bellator? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, I never realized um, that doesn't happen with UFC or anything like that. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I mean, for me, I mean, I just fight, man. Everything else is just, uh, you know, politics or whatever. You know, I got to deal with it. I hate the, you got the, it's a whole waiting game and all that. Just, you know, just send me in the cage and we go make some money, you know. Do you have to work a, a day job at all? Um, yeah, I'm doing, I'm teaching some kids right now, and I actually Uber drive sometimes. Uber driver. That's crazy, man. Nobody will fuck with him, then. I got you, you know? I know, I, look, I give you a lot of respect. It's just, to me, it's, like, crazy that you are at the highest level. I mean, UFC's probably the highest. Bellator is the second highest. Although, you could argue that there are guys in Bellator that would beat guys in the UFC on every level, and I believe that, too. I mean, look at their champion right now is Eddie Alvarez, uh... So it's, it's, it's right there. And to, to know that like, the guy who, who achieved what you've achieved, where you're 14 and 2, really 15 and 1, and you've got to be an Uber driver, is just fucking baffling to me. You know? Uh, yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's why I need to keep grinding on this. I need to get to where I'm supposed to be, you know? I mean, me being a, I mean, I've been doing comedy for 18 years, and uh, I still worry about money all the time. You know, oh my god, how, how am I going to pay for this? I got, I'm getting married. I'm got a wedding coming up. I got to pay this. This guy owes me 50 bucks. This guy owes me 100. I got to pick. The, so I, I, I'm right there with you. You know, I, I know, and I've been doing it for 18 years. How long have you been fighting for? 
Um, probably like eight years. Eight years. So I'm doing eight, an extra ten. Eight so years. I feel your struggle, my friend. Uh, yeah, now, for sure. Did you wrestle in high school or college? No, I didn't. I was just always a little street fighter. How many street fights you get in? <laughs> I know. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you that. I don't even know. Like over fifty? Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, you know, about that. I was young and stuff like that, so a lot of them didn't count really so much. You know? What was your record in street fighting? Oh, I had my ass whipped a couple times for sure. No way, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, I had older brothers, and I was always fighting bigger kids. You know. What belt are you in jujitsu? I'm a purple belt right now. Purple and jitsu. Yeah, yeah, but I ain't scared of no black belt or nothing like that. You know, you send them at me. <laughs> now, it's, did, I just don't train, train with the gi as much, you know? I just I just do mostly uh, no gi. Did you watch the EBI last night? No, I didn't. It was pretty good. You know, I, I enjoyed it. The only issue that I have with the EBI is it's, it's submission only, Eddie, Eddie Bravo. But they t- they've taken away the takedowns. You know, like, because you like, don't get points on takedowns. And so guys go right to butt scooting, and then it becomes basically a leg oh. lock. It becomes like a leg lock competition, which is great yeah. and fun. But I feel like, in some ways, jujitsu itself was to, you know, the closest, to try to emulate how close a real fight would be like. And now you're taking away that element of it. Right. Do you agree? Yeah. I don't know. I never even, I, I didn't even know they had a. Uh, promotion like that now or whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. I mean, did you see I, the Kardashians? Did, yeah. Did, did, did you watch Black Rob in China or Black China and Rob? <laughs> no, I didn't see that either. Oh, it's really good. It's on E. I'm sure they'll replay it 25, 27 times this week. So, and Adam will watch every episode. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, uh, CB, do you have any questions? No, no. I, Derek and I were hanging out uh, before his fight a few weeks ago and. Uh, Saw him afterwards and super proud of him. I think uh, he deserved the decision win. I don't think it should have been as close as the judges saw it. Um, but, yeah, just looking forward to his next fight. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanks, brother. Yeah, man, I'm a big fan. Uh, keep up the good work. Enjoy the last fight. You're going to be a star. Thanks, let, let me Thanks, do, ask you one question, though. This is CB again. <laughs> no, it's just not. really quickly. I just, I just, <laughs> I want to know when you were, when you were, you know, you're on top of Salad Away. Uh, did he smell like terrorism? <laughs> did you feel <laughs> like beating him was conquering ISIS? What's that? Nothing. Nothing. He didn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> I was just playing games. Nice. <laughs> now, all right. So you got this. You got, so look, man. You, look, you're, you're working hard. You got a hot girlfriend. Right? I, I assume she's smoking hot. Oh, yeah, smoking. A year and a half? You think, you think this is like the one? Um, Yeah, that's where we're at right now. You know what I mean? She keeps putting me through some freaking hurdles, but. Like what? You know, I, put her, I put her through the same. What kind of uh, hurdles? Just girl stuff. Just girl stuff, you know. Yeah. Like uh, emotions, these weird things that women have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, uh, now this Sunday, I'm at the Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego. I would love for you to oh, come. Cool. I will comp you and all your friends uh, and your really? girlfriend. Yeah, Madhouse Comedy Club. You, you want to you come? All right, yeah. All that right, cool. cool. Yeah, I'll try to make it if I can, yeah. Nice. All right, cool. Well, I listen. like comedy shows. They're badass. Oh, well, dude, you, you, you'll have a great time. Well, Derek, thanks a lot, man. Uh, look forward to you getting that title shot and uh, winning it. Hell yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thanks, Derek. Right. Yeah, yeah, you too.
All right, that was Derek Anderson. Fucking tough guy, man. Damn, tough guy. And it's crazy. You go, you go from, like, street fights to professional fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking at that, that Primus fight. He did. Yeah. Um, so he really has the one loss. But the guy's, like, he's under the radar like crazy. Most people don't know who he is. Or they see him on a card, and they're like, oh, we don't know this guy or whatever. Like, people going into the Sayada Wad fight, they're like, Sayada's going to murder this dude. And I'm like... This guy's uh, he's a tough, tough dude. He's good everywhere. That's what I saw. When I, when, when I watched him fight, I immediately went to the computer to go, who else is this guy beating? Because he hit he, he, twice. He's a special fighter, this dude. And his jiu-jitsu, he got caught in some shit as, as a purple belt, and he was maneuvering his way out. I mean, it was, he put on a great fight. I yeah, mean, tough guy. I actually still have a piece of his skin <laughs> that uh, it came off during the fight. I kept it, and uh, I, I pet it. Uh, I water it. <laughs> I keep it in a small jar. Nice. Uh, what, what, other, what else do you keep in a small jar? I keep my original foreskin. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my mother had had that, and now I keep that, and I visit it regularly. No, no, no. Well, give, it a, give it the best from us. So, uh, All right, so now. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> fights this week. <laughs> fights this week. <laughs> now, Joe, have you gotten uh, any uh, tail lately, or what? I got a girlfriend now. What? What? When did this happen? This happened so fast. No, but she's a heroin addict. Does she know? What? Oh, wait, 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 what? Wait, wait, wait. First of all, hold on. So she needed somewhere to stay. Pretty much. <laughs> met, her on, met her on Tinder. She's very. She's a six, you know. So I'm getting there. I'm slowly Is that the graduating. six you were talking about? Is this really? Wait, wait, no. It's your girlfriend. You can't be calling her a six on on podcast. She's not listening. Or, don't, worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry. She can't afford technology. <laughs> I think she she's be, got a burner phone. Do you think so, now? Now will she get more upset at being called a six or a heroin addict? I would say a six because a heroin addict you could you, you could you could change. She's pretty good for <laughs> a heroin addict. Now, okay. So you met her on Tinder. Yeah, she's very pretty, and she just says, yo, I'm just going to be straight up with you. I'm addicted to heroin. But she doesn't inject it. She smokes it. Yeah, but that's not good. It's no big that deal. It's still a very no big, big deal. deal. It's a very, now, she's your girl. You made her your we, girlfriend? We need pictures. Yeah, we went on a date. With, I don't know if you can say as a girlfriend. No, we went no. You went on one date. and how, how she looks like. How did the date yeah, go? You just said she was your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean she's my girlfriend. We went on a date. I thought that means you're a girlfriend. No. Well, you got to ask well, her out, well, dude. Now, what are you, if you go on a date, what is wrong? No. As we speak. Are you kidding? Are you fucking around? Listen, I've never had a real girlfriend in my entire life. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> you okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with this. I'm very happy. Oh, no, I'm happy the for you, too. The important thing is, is <laughs> okay. when a heroin addict goes missing, nobody looks for them for quite some time. They assume they just dropped off the grid. So I like your choice. <laughs> so you went on one date? Yeah. And how did it go? It was good. We didn't really go anywhere. She just came over and spent the night. But you guys banged and everything? She was just happy to get off the street. Uh, dodgeball and yes. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, dodgeball ba- and yes. Okay. Get out of the back of that Volkswagen for a night. Totally. She's like, this right. is so, you're so, so much more comfortable than the bridge. Now, <laughs> have you guys talked about being exclusive? No. Uh, she she just wake she's up. She's exclusive high. with heroin. She was very high. <laughs> she and, wake uh, up. She was, she was doing heroin in front of you? No, she was... Did it earlier, and you know you can tell it's like. So she, she slept pretty much the whole time, but now, now, so she comes over. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, she's she's driven, but taking heroin, but drove over. Yeah. Now, did you tell her? I guess it's, I guess it's different from injecting it, smoking it. No, I mean if you're on heroin, you shouldn't be driving. <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not a okay, CSI now, detective. Right? Did you tell her? Listen, you probably shouldn't take heroin, and you need help. Yeah, I told her that, and then. And then you had sex with her. Yes. <laughs> it's no big deal. All oh right. My God. Uh, Are you going to see her again, or is she still at your apartment? I hope so. Oh, uh, well, listen. So, wait a minute. 
<laughs> so you're in love. I'm you in love. love. Are you in love with her for real? I don't know what love feels like, but yes. Mm. Well, that's good. Now, all right, well, maybe you should try to help her get sober. All right, how should I do that? Wait, wait, can we stop? <laughs> wait a second. Joe, I feel like you don't realize what you're worth. Okay? So let's, let's we need to Six reconfigure kilos. your brain really quick. Okay. okay? Six kilos. Because I don't know what you think you're worth, but it's obviously not enough. Yeah. Okay? Four birds. Look at, look at this piece of shit sitting across from you, CB Galt. Okay? He's a beautiful man. Right? You're, and you're better than that. Okay? So the oh, fuck did I get thrown into this? He's got a point. Fucking, he has a good point. You, you got five gay tattoos of shit. <laughs> no, no. I'm a piece yeah, of no, shit. No, that, no, that, that's no. a good point. <laughs> no. Thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> fuck. No, he's okay. But I mean, he's, he's getting okay. asked, which means you can get asked. You I'm, see what I'm saying? I'm great enough that you have to do an impression of me, so I must be worth something. Yes, you are worth something. as a huge punch. More than four. <laughs> yes. now, now, no, but you just, you got to reevaluate what you're worth, man. First of all, you got to know what you're worth. Now, I'm glad you, you may or may not be having sex with her because I think it's important for guys to have sex to get that desperate look out of their eyes. Yeah. Remind themselves hey I can do this. I'm fucking good at it. Yeah. Or maybe you're not but you know so but just you gotta re- remember this you know you're a tall guy right? What are you? You're six two. Tall, you're, six two? You're funny. Right? You're a funny guy. Uh-huh. What do you weigh? 225. 225. That, that, that's a lot of weight to drop on a puss, okay? Uh-huh. So girls are, you know what I mean? So you got some some attributes here. You're, you're, just, you're selling yourself short. Wait, the, the more he weights, the, the better. You, that... Well, you can really slam puss, you know what I mean? You fucking really You got to at least girls give him like credit. getting gotta, hit with some weight. But Greg, you got to give him credit. He went from banging a girl. Why do you think they like a, riding horses? He went from banging a girl in a car who was giving out her insurance information halfway during sex. To a girl that I'll actually come to his house and sleep over. But Joe, you got listen. If the girl is addicted, you really should get She's her. She's stealing you all of you your stuff right not. now. Either, number one, she needs help for herself. Number two, she shouldn't be on Tinder in a relationship. And number three, you could probably do better. And, uh, this could be and number four, if you try and reform her, you're going to lose that sweet puss. So yeah. I say. Oh, but she's going to Alcohol's Anonymous because she's also an alcoholic. <laughs> right. She well, needs to well, go she... to Narcotics Anonymous. Yeah. The alcohol is probably the least of her she, worries. She needs to go to, to an inpatient program. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And actually get detoxed off of all this shit. Like, there's nothing you could do to help her. This kind of addiction is way too strong. And what, is, what show is this? What and, are we doing? Uh, dude, <laughs> honestly, Greg, do- this Dr. is the most Bill random fucking show. Listen. Black China and, Ty- and Rob and Tiger. You, know you want to fuck a heroin addict? Go bananas. Just don't get AIDS. You know okay? what? Here's an idea. No, don't, Take don't, Greg's advice. Drop the heroin. Get her on coke once in a while. Everything will be okay. No, no. First oh, of she's all. She's addicted to coke, too. Oh, that's good. Listen, she's not your girlfriend, okay? Okay. Uh, you're not in love. You're literally okay. breaking his heart right no, now. No, you're not in love. She needs help. But there's a chance. Well, she needs to help get sober before you can be in a relationship with her. Okay. And so go back on Tinder and try to meet a girl who you could do a little bit, who, who's, who's, who's got you know, not that many issues. Are you inviting them to your shows? That's the last thing I want. <laughs> This. That's your best sales tool. Half his routine is uh, fucking a 55-year-old oh, in a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's like half Dude, his we set. we were getting ass at fucking open mics. That's true. But no, he, he can get ass. He is a funny guy. And, and he, you're, you're a great kid, Joe. Oh, but I, I just think that you might. she needs to get help, and this probably isn't the best way for you to think you do. Yeah, right. Don't, don't you know, let All me right. eat, and, touch and anything you've touched. Michael Johnson versus Dustin Poirier. <laughs> Michael Johnson versus Dustin Poirier. 
Uh, great fight here. Is Dustin coming off a loss, Dustin? Dustin? No, he just beat Bobby Green at 199. Beat Bobby Green. Uh, Michael lost an eight Diaz last fight. Yeah. Um, good fight, though. I don't know who wins this fight. This is a tough one. I, I think, based on their past performances, their very last performances, I would say Poirier, because he looked great against Bobby Green, and Johnson was a little gun-shy against Nate Diaz. However... Uh, Michael Johnson's one of those he's a special fighter he's got speed he's got all the skills to beat Dustin Poirier Poirier looked great also against Joe Duffy that was that he looked great and Joe Duffy is a monster I, I would I want to say I'm picking Poirier for this fight however it would not shock me if Michael Johnson won I cannot pick this fight too close to call you Dustin Poirier I uh, think that uh, I think Dustin number one if Michael Johnson uses his takedowns, Dustin's got a really good sprawl to Anaconda or Darce Choke. I know that Darce is one of his favorites. Um, good off his back, good enough to maybe get a sweep on Michael Johnson. And on the feet, I think um, Dustin Poirier has the range. Michael Johnson, if you look at power, it's tough to say, but I think technically Dustin Poirier is a better striker. Um, but Johnson uh, on his best day, I think beats Poirier. I, I still got I got Poirier. I think he's on the come up, and we still haven't even seen how good he can be at 155. And it's been a major improvement since coming. Oh up yeah, the but then you look at the uh, Poirier that Conor McGregor destroyed. That was at 145. At 145, you're blaming the weight cut for the. the... I I just think the 10 pound heavier Dustin Poirier, he's done. But the Johnson amazing. that and came out against Joe Lozon. The Johnson that beats Joe Lozon looks unbeatable. I don't know. This is a hard one. Greg I, Wilson. I don't know. All right. Has Poirier lost at lightweight? Joe. Poirier. Poirier? Why? Because he's never. He's white? No. Dodgeball. <laughs> dodgeball now? Dodgeball? What the How fuck? is this a dodgeball? I just think he's going to outstrike him. Let's just leave it right there. So what? So what? <laughs> You yeah. have to, dude. His last loss, number one. For a was long calling. time, uh, Joe Perez did not talk on the podcast, and I think he should talk more often. You are this the is most. Why uh, I don't? You are, yeah. You're the most inadvertently alternative cop. <laughs> Play's last loss was two years ago against Connor. Since then, he's undefeated, and he's only had one decision. Uh, how how many fights? Then I'm going to four. Poirier. Four. He's he's four and zero oh since his loss to uh, McGregor, and he came up. And he's fought big names. He knocked out Yancey Medeiros. He knocked out Diego Fajaya. He knocked out Bobby Green. And he decisioned Joseph Duffy, which t- Duffy's tough to finish. Yeah. But. Yeah, Uriah Hall versus Derek Brunson. Great fight. Fuck, dude. I'm I don't going... think it's going to be as amazing as people think. Uh, I what don't do you know. Mean? You think it's going to be short? I think Brunson's just going to smother him. I think he's going to take him down easily. And I think he's either going to lay on him and, and smother him with his wrestling or, you know, land some ground and pound, pass guard. Brunson, he's wanted, there's been mad beef going into this fight. Yeah. Brunson's a really, really tough wrestler, quick starter. And Uriah Hall, it's tough to say which one's going to come out. And Uriah Hall's been engaging now in Twitter beef with Oluwale Bombos, which I don't understand. Did he already beat him? Yeah, he already beat him, and now Bombos is talking shit. He's like, I'm going to see you again. And he's, but if Derek Brunson... Comes in with his, like he did against Sam Alvey when he hurt Sam Alvey, and then he has his hands down. It's, it, it, that's the thing about Derek Brunson. Sometimes he gets too excited and keeps his hands down and is open for that shot. Feet, if that happens, Uriah Hall could take his head off. However, you're right. I think Brunson out wrestles him. Great wrestler, college wrestler, Division One, I, I believe. I don't know if he's an All American, but a good, and solid a fast wrestler. Starter. Uh, Greg? 
Derek Brunson, Uriah Hall. I mean, everything. He, I, I, I really only know Uriah Hall, and I think he's a fucking badass. So I was going to say Uriah Hall, but then you, you were so convincing. But I, I would go with Uriah Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Brunson would have beat Musasi if that fight happened at 200. Derek Brunson could beat anybody. I mean, his That's only losses have been to Jacare and to Romero. And Romero, he was winning the first two rounds. That, yeah, that was the Jacare was a little bit more. Rickland uh, versus Evan Dunham. Uh, I was so bummed when Abel Trujillo dropped out of that fight. Yeah, that would be a good fight. But Rick Glenn's not a bad dude. He's, Wasn't he in WSOF? He was a number one contender, WSOF, lost to Lance Palmer. He's got he's got a good record, tough fighter, tough guy on the feet. But Did he beat Lance Palmer the first time? Uh, he might non-title, have. maybe. I know he lost for the title. Um, but, you know, and Evan Dunham, it's tough to say which one shows up. Yeah, Evan Dunham either shows up as a world beater or he just kind of... Yeah. Exists. So uh, it's, it's tough to say. Right, right, right. Uh, and then um, Wade versus Mak- Makhachev. Islam Makhachev? Yeah, who's uh, Wade's good fighter. Chris Wade's good from Long Island, Long Island kid. I don't like that first name. <laughs> Islam Makhachev. I don't know, how, is, is Islam any good? I don't know much about him. Um, 12 and 1. Oof. That's pretty good. I, I'm going with Chris Wade based on. He's from Long Island. Although he's coming off a loss. Chris Wade is? No, no. So uh, I think, Islam. I think, I think both are. Who, who, who do you lose to? Adriano Martins. Okay. I don't know who the fuck that is. But it was a long... Uh, uh, oh, that's the lightweight one. Yeah, Bilal's fighting. He Bilal, 25 push-ups. Yeah, Bilal Muhammad always 25 push-ups saying he beat Ben Askren in wrestling. I don't even know what he was talking about. <laughs> that, oh. yeah. I, I mean, why go on the podcast and just lie to us like that? About CM, CM Punk holding his own against Pettis. And, come on. Well, what was the point of that? Well, maybe he felt like he was holding his own. You know I mean? The training versus the fighting are two different worlds. Holding his know? own water bucket. I mean, come on. <laughs> give me a break. You know, maybe they were, you know, because they were trying to train him up. So they weren't going that hard on him. So it looked like he was doing pretty good. I don't know. That was just weird. It's a little weird on Saturday. Uh, Chaz Skelly. I like him. I like him a lot. Against Maximo Blanco. I'm going with Chaz Skelly. Skelly just smothers him. Maximo uh, on, on off his back is just not all there. Sam Cecilia, my boy, against who's, who's Benitez? Um, he's fought before. Not a major name. I, he might have came off of tough Latin America, but I think Cecilia. I mean, on any given day, I think Cecilia can knock anybody out. I mean, the guy's got hammers for him. Oh, yeah, he does. But then he like loses to guys that I'm like, why he lose to? And then he beats guys that I think he's going to lose. He's one of those weird... Uh, Kenny Robertson versus Ron Canero. I was going to say Juan Canero is, is, uh, versus Kenny Robinson. That's a good grappling matchup. If it ends up on the ground, it's going to be very, very interesting. Rowan wins um, that fight. I think yeah, Rowan beats him. Carnero Kenny, got, Kenny lost to uh, Ben Saunders. Uh, he could stay in his guard the whole time. And Ben, that was one of the, a really good 10th planet display of jiu-jitsu where you could be on your back and win. If I'm not um, mistaken, though, Kenny Robertson also... He got that win. I think it was over. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was. Yeah, no, he did. He got he, that he, weird knee bar. Yeah, yeah, he did get that. Oh, yeah. against Brock Jardine. Yeah, he did that like, like a calf slicer or something. It was well. It was he had both hooks in and he reached under, grabbed the leg, and pulled it out for a knee. It was nasty. So both good grapplers, but Hong Carnero. I mean. Guy's a black belt, very, he, very he, tough. He won that uh, the battleground, the battleground thing, yeah. tournament. Yeah. That's where I first got introduced to him. Home like, wow. ATT. Yeah, so I, I, if I had to do a parlay this week, my parlay, which I might do, would be on Derek Brunson. You've been on a pretty good run of parlay. My parlay would be... You know be, why? 
Because you've gone for three fights three. instead of four. Honestly, that's exactly the Every other. time that fourth fight fucked you, every and you finally learned your lesson, and you've been on a winning streak ever since. That's, you're on a three-fight win streak, Yep, which means you're due for a loss. Okay. Uh, my parlay <laughs> would be Derek Brunson. Uh, three fight Derek Brunson let's say Skelly Brunson and probably Carnero maybe Dunham I I wouldn't put it on the main because it's way too close Derek Brunson Michael Johnson I don't know why I think he's going to be Poirier I think his speed's going to be a difference I I think he's faster than Poirier uh, this, this feels like 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 a loser. Michael Johnson, Derek Brunson, and you know why this feels like a loser? Because you usually are very confident when you do your parlays. Yeah, you know, you pick the three that you're sure about. You don't sound confident in any of these picks. Well, because I, I try not to pick if I don't know the other guy. I don't think you should do a parlay this week. These there's a lot of unknowns on this card. Yeah. This card isn't like, oh, that guy versus that guy. I don't know any of these motherfuckers. <laughs> no, There's a guy on there. His picture, he looks like he's a character in that old Tom Cruise movie, Legend. <laughs> you know, the one when he like fights the devil or some shit? That's what the guy looks like. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Not that he might not be a good fighter, but I don't know. He looks, he looks like a fucking pixie. Yeah. I, I don't, see, uh, Maximo Blanco, I don't yeah, really... This card's tough to, to really... Uh... Pick you save your money, no buy yeah. some heroin, give it to Joe so he can keep getting laid. <laughs> no, go Let's do that. No, for, you need to cut this out, honestly. Or have a long talk about it. Say, listen, I like you. Uh, you're awesome, but I honestly, my life no is long talk. My life she's is hard. She's got to go to so many things before she's ready for a long talk. No way, dude. Listen, right. when you notice stuff start missing from your apartment, it's time to end <laughs> the relationship. Simple as that. The okay. second you're like, hey, well, where's that watch my father left me? That's it. That's how you know. I'll let you know if I get any suspicious pieces at the pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My three fry parlay, which I'm not going to do, but who I was going to come is, in with a fucking Sega. Who, I, who I would pick? Rob Kardashian is, in the first fight. Yeah. <laughs> Black China. <laughs> Black China's kid not being his in the second yes, fight. Yes, I think he has a better chance than me winning this parlay. But uh, Chaz Skelly. Derek Brunson, Michael Johnson. That's my three-five pick. Uh, that's who I have fifty bucks would win. I, 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 but that's but, but I'm not confident. You're right. Are you putting fifty bucks on it? No. Good. But if you but if you do and win, uh, to go to Tip a Fighter and hook me up. <laughs> so anyway, uh, everybody's roasting me for not putting money down over this over two hundred three. Really? Since I got well, everything. Because you're out there going, I win 10 and 0. I'm the yeah, no offense, no, 50 bucks down yeah, would have won me four grand. But, but, yes, but you need to I, document I, no offense, every single he, one of those. He doesn't, before you he doesn't call have, them. but he doesn't, you also don't have a job. Uh, so money isn't that valuable to you. Honestly. Like no, I just don't want to like. But it's not that valuable. To, I mean, no, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong for this. I don't bet because I don't want to put money on it. It's going to ruin the fun for me watching. Like the fights. if I was in your position. I would still work, and I still think you should get a job. Okay, even, I even if you can have a job, and I'm opening a, a business by January. Okay, what, what, what's your job? I work Stalking. at the tattoo shop, but you don't get a paycheck. I don't need a fucking paycheck. So that's not I really. Work, a, that's not really. I work a, to help out, but you don't. But you don't get paid for there. it. And I'm as soon as my shop opens, that's influx of money every day. Okay, but you don't get paid for this job right now. Correct. I don't need to. Okay, so it's not really paid. a job. If you don't get paid, it's not really a job. I'm sorry, man. It's it's volunteering. And I'm not, I'm not putting you down, CB. 
I'm telling you the truth. Okay, so I, I don't. I don't really need to have these conversations with you guys. Every you really week. don't. <laughs> I mean, am yeah, I wrong? I don't, you I don't know understand what? why you think he needs a job. He's this, fine. I'm not I, saying he he needs one or not. I'm saying he doesn't have one right now. Listen, I do have a job. Okay. Yes. It's called uh, eating out the asshole of America. <laughs> okay. This is my job. Listen, people rely on me. Not everyone's available to accumulate this kind of useless knowledge. <laughs> But because I am, I am the best part of your show. <laughs> Why are you upset? We, we can take this out if you want. Because I don't need to have a fucking conversation with you guys on a broadcast about why I should or shouldn't have a fucking I'm just saying job. money isn't that valuable to you because you don't earn it. And that's so, that, so therefore, don't work. that's why you don't make the, the bets. You're just jealous because no, you have to go out and earn your money. No, that's absolutely wrong, though. That's absolutely wrong. I don't make bets because I enjoy watching the fights, and I don't want money okay. to swerve the way that I watch these fights. I love this sport. This sport is my biggest passion I've, in life. Okay, I understand and that. I don't put I'm just money saying that on money it. isn't that valuable. And for the record, I am an amateur taxidermist. <laughs> what do you mean? I go around and I stuff animals. Okay, there's, 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 that's something. I just stuff them temporarily with my penis. <laughs> until they're dead. So I'm a pre-taxidermist. Don't get fucking taxidermist. mad at me, man. I, this is, it just happens way too often on this thing. And, of course, I'm going to take shit on Twitter later. Of like, you get too fucking serious with these guys. No, I don't need to, like, justify whether I work, don't work, whatever. I'm in the process of opening a business that is going to bring me money every day Good. of the fucking week. I hope you do. But I don't have to fucking do it. This is something I've wanted to do for years. And you know what? MMA is my passion. I don't need to put money on it and then ruin my enjoyment. No, you're right. I, I don't fights. think you should be betting. I, and I'm not. And I never have. Good. Actually, that's wrong. I won $10 this weekend because I had two $5 bets on fights with one of my best friends. And, that and was luckily it. I killed him. So he never <laughs> knew the results. And I just took the $10 out of his wallet from his dead body. It's wrong because I haven't gotten paid yet. I'm seeing him in next. Uh, all right, fine. Look, After don't this. get a job. I don't. What the fuck do I care, man? I have my own fucking problem, CB. You know? I don't know. Shit, he's running an animal shelter for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, what, don't get a job. I don't. I, I just think whatever. I think there's a certain value that you feel in your own life if you went out and fucking made made money. And if you're opening up a tattoo shop, such interesting advice. You're you're encouraging them both to get a job and gamble. No, I no, don't gamble. Don't gamble. Don't gamble. I'm encouraging you not to gamble. That's a totally separate issue. Listen, no matter what happens, at least you don't have a heroin addict <laughs> looting your apartment as we speak. Okay. Yeah, man, that would suck. So you're you're one up. But CB is going in the right direction because if you put a lot of time and effort into your, your YouTube show, right, you can get paid from YouTube. You just have to have like 2 million subscribers. This is no big deal. And he's only 2 million away. No. <laughs> so. Along with the rest of us. Yeah, right. But look, you gotta pay, look, in this sport, if nothing else, I'm paying my dues right now for a, a larger goal. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, if the UFC called me tomorrow, it's not going to happen. But if they called me and said, we want you to be a matchmaker, if a big organization was like, we want you to be an analyst or we want you to do post-fight, pre-fights, that's, that's my long-term goal in this sport. If I, got a fucking, if I do my little YouTube show that doesn't have a lot of people watching it, but there are enough to keep me doing it, and I love doing this podcast. I love being here every fucking time, but could be a I baby. won't be here on Thursday. No, you, honestly, it has nothing to do with me being a baby. Like, Adam, I respect you. I love you like a brother. But 
I don't need to be told whether I need a job, shouldn't have one, gamble, don't gamble. Don't gamble. All the all that shit. Number one, I'm not going to gamble. Good. I love the sport too much to, mm. to fuck it up with money. But in terms of getting a job, I have job. I have a job. I have, you so, know, listen, I, there are other things I do to make money. I just don't broadcast them across the world. I don't have an awesome job like you guys doing stand-up comedy where you're entertaining every, hundreds, if not thousands of people weekly. Tens. Like, that's, tens that's not something that <laughs> I'm doing. Not tens of thousands, just to clarify, tens of people. But the fact of the matter is... Usually I'm, CB. I'm the very crowd. happy with what I'm doing. I'm... I'm Good. Incredibly happy with Good. my life That's right now. Matters. So to recap, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Black, Black China and Black Ra. <laughs> Black CB. And, okay, so uh, Black, so Black You're the China. Conor McGregor of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Black I was China, the Conor McGregor of comedy. Black China is going to have a heroin baby. <laughs> with Tyga. With Tyga. And Rob's going to think it's his. Uh, right, and Rob is on a uh, two-fight losing streak. <laughs> All right, CB, I, I, I will not... And let's, I know it bothers you. Let's remove okay. this whole job thing from really? the episode. At least, like, like, no, because at the end of it, I get fucking people tweeting me like, "You act like a bitch," or "You got to stop being so fucking it's just testy trolls. about it." That's just us. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> those are I our phantom accounts <laughs> that we used to harass. Like, <laughs> I don't need this, guys. I mean, I need this because I literally have nothing else to do. <laughs> But I don't need this. <laughs> All right. And I won't be here Thursday. So Where are you going to be? I'm leaving for San Diego tomorrow night for three days. What are you doing in San Diego? <laughs> Going to visit Alliance and hang out with my brother and one of my best friends. Nice. I dug a couple of holes down there last year. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? I finally, I finally, I finally, that sounded like a Mario sound. <laughs> like you just won the level. <laughs> <laughs> I finally have some cargo to put in those holes. I surrounded myself with, with, with a guy who thinks he's dating a girl after Not one day girlfriend. They're, they're, no, he's he's literally had a girlfriend and then goes, isn't she your girlfriend after one date? <laughs> so, and it's like, so how was the date? Well, it wasn't a date. She smoked heroin and came over and fell asleep and I had so, sex with her while she was knocked out. So, so far this... this For some uh, reason she woke up in her butt hurt. So, allegedly. allegedly. So, so, so far this podcast, I have a guy with an imaginary girlfriend like I have an imaginary job. <laughs> when, when, when Greg Willis is doing the best no, out of your cast. Boy, this cast has got problems. This, this could be the lowest rated episode we've ever oh had. I think well, but then it. again, no, because you did do a 25-minute tirade on an episode about Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton and then their speeches and oh, all my that. Dear. And, there's, I love that there's one guy MMA. Uh, that tweets like one oh, tweet shit. is like when Greg does TV it's so fucking awesome then 30 minutes later I can tell he like finished the podcast so he's like Greg's a fucking commie get his fucking commie ass off the fucking podcast I'm like are you listening to, to, to half of one episode half of another the fuck? how did I become a commie in that fucking episode or the one guy that tweeted and he's like Greg needs to cut down the CB episode to make us miss it I'm like what? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting, and, and all the rest are like, never stop doing CB Gold. <laughs> I get comments on my YouTube shows like, oh, CB Gold's gold, 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 gold. The golden gold, golden Thank you for coming to CB Gold's gold, gold, golden, golden gate, gold crusted, gold chain show. 
All right, listen. Gold China. All right. Gold. Uh, Greg, where are you going to be? Gold medal winning. This is the, all right, listen, uh, if, you liked our, if you liked our podcast, by the way, <laughs> we are on Tipifier. Okay, really quickly, if you want to learn the craft of stand-up, which I'm sure this show makes you want to do. <laughs> me and Bu- I'm me sure and there's, every, there's the everything class. about our life descriptions that makes people go, oh, I got to try this. But I'm having a free workshop tomorrow night, Tuesday night, September 13th. Go to my website at Busby's here in L.A. Go to thecomedyinstitute.com for details. All right, CB, what do you got coming up? Uh, going to San Diego, looking forward to this weekend's fights. And... Uh... <laughs> Continuing not having a job, I guess, and fucking I'll be the dazzling us with high energy. I will say one thing, and this is something that I'm very proud of, and it has nothing to do with me personally, but um, my my older dog is a therapy dog, and for you, uh, go on. Right, so go she on. goes is this to your tr- excuse for using handicap parking. <laughs> no, I, I would never, but. Um, she's a therapy dog. She's been acknowledged by Children's Hospital as one, <laughs> as one of their like best therapy dogs. And Coles and Children's Hospital teamed up and made a toy after my dog's likeness. Wow! And is now selling the Coles for five dollars. So when and all so proceeds go to Children's Hospital. A job. <laughs> it's a volunteer job. Yes. Did you, get, did you get your dog's autograph? Of dogs. <laughs> Hey, can I get your autograph? I'm so glad I won't be here on Thursday. (laughs) Hey, can I get your autograph? Woof, woof. Get a job. (laughs) Why is he the only one that's dying to this? We're just laughing at his face. Hold on, we have CB's dog here. Puberty. (laughs) Listen, I I just want to to know that uh, uh, I make sure that you can't you can't smell the body. Woof. And I also tend to eat all the evidence. And uh, and I'm also his new girlfriend. So, so he likes to just call me his bitch. So CB's dog. Well, really where, like, where did this you? really get fucking shit on like that? Where, like where, this where? is. I'm not like. It's a good cause. The, this is fucking so dumb, dude. This shit is ridiculous. CB's dog. Where are you gonna be next week? Fuck, I'm gonna man. be helping out children and, and people who who don't know how to who who really are uncomfortable with themselves. While my owner. I'm not talking about my While my owner beats off again. to. Emma MMA videos in the car. <laughs> do you think this, do you, I'm never that discussing CB's, my personal CB's life on this that, fucking podcast Do you think CB again. should get a job? CB's dog? If, you guys, I, if he got a job, how would he be able to find the human flesh that he feeds me? <laughs> woof. That makes me understand the problems of all of my clients. Woof, woof. And if you think CB Gold should leave the MMA Roasted no, podcast, no. tweet hashtag fuck MMA Roasted. Oh, oh really? Oh. All right, uh, Joe, where are you going to be? Uh, every Listen, whatever Tuesday, gets us trending, to be fucking honest. <laughs> every Tuesday, uh, I host a show sometimes at the Dark Horse Tavern. We have uh, Joey Diaz. Wait, every Tuesday? Every Tuesday it's sometimes. Like, <laughs> no, it's, the show is every Tuesday, but sometimes I host it. Are you hosting it this Tuesday? I don't think so. So not no, no one go, go this Tuesday. He's go to taking Greg's care show. of his girlfriend. He can't make it. That's right. Now, CB, will you give your your dog to his girlfriend? No. <laughs> oh, why not? Maybe she'll help him out. The dog. The fuck are you talking? It's not a service dog. Oh. she goes visits like kids with cancer and oh. plays with them and lays in bed with them. Oh, it's very nice. That's right, and they don't try to steal my gold chains <laughs> from CB Gold's gold, <laughs> golden gold chain, gold factory, golden pawn. All right, well, and musical instruments. T- tonight, if this podcast is up, I will be at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. Uh, Tuesday night, Dime Bar. Wednesday night, the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. I don't think uh, bumped you a lot this week out of nowhere. Thursday, Laugh Factory in Hollywood. What did you do? Did you bl- blow Ico or <laughs> they, no? They heard him no. talk shit about the comedy store, so they like bring him in. 
taking that out. Uh, Thursday, I will be at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. And, why uh, take that out? Wait, why do you got to take that out? Friday, San Diego State. Uh, Saturday and Sunday night, I will be at the uh, Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego. In October, I will be in Chattanooga, Tennessee at the Comedy Catch as well as the Comic Strip in El Paso. Uh, November at uh, I'll be at the comic strip in El Paso at the end of September. How, yeah, House so of, we, we we cross paths sometimes. Nice, and I'll be you at the do ha- a lot more road work than I do. House of Comedy in Scottsdale in uh, November. I'm actually going to the Kaboo Festival down in San Diego. This what is weekend. that? That's why it's a big music festival. Who's playing? But it's like it's one of the music festivals where you actually know all the acts. Well, I know all the acts as opposed to like Coachella, which you used to know all the acts. <laughs> now like I know the first three acts, Who's and then playing? I'm like, who the fuck are the rest? And I don't consider myself a horribly unhip who's person. playing in the kaboo festival so like they have like uh, a lot of older acts like uh, aerosmith and, oh wow you know uh, cypress hill and all those guys that's and, cool though that's, that's what that's i'm saying fun. like they have a lot of big name you know like jimmy buffett is performing oh, but, wow. but then they have some of the younger acts like powers is performing like so so they they have some of the that's what they have like the developmental acts that you kind of heard of and how much is it big ass fucking names i think the tickets are like 600 for the weekend mm. oh. so um luckily i know one of the Acts. You know you'll That's smoke the best weed it. when Cypress Hill is on. Listen, I used to work for Cypress Hill. Around. I used to, oh, I used yeah. to be on on Be yeah, Real right. Studios, and so I mean I've smoked all of their weed out no, of crazy chambers, and they had a a, a, a gun. That you put a joint in each one of the chambers for the revolver, and you'd pull the trigger, and it would load the next joint, so you'd be smoking six joints at a time. And when you smoke with Cypress Hill, you have to take all six hits before you can pass off the gun. Well, listen, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Take care.